Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Hello. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Really excited about uh, tonight. It's for the first annual or inaugural, whatever you would like, whatever you Cannabis like. Gives Back Telethon. Uh, super excited about it. As you saw in the intro, this is going to help out the Michigan Cannabis Freedom Coalition, Sons and Daughters United, the Redemption Foundation, and also the Great Lakes Expungement Network. And we're going to have representatives of each of those foundations on the show during during it. And um, we're going to have special guests, a lot of a lot of great donations. Glad to announce we're over our $20,000 goal and all the slots are taken and uh, just a huge success. So thank you, everybody that uh, participated. And uh, this is really the brainchild of uh, the marketing director over here at Redemption, Nate Darling, put this together and uh, got the idea was to get you know, four of the, the top Michigan cannabis podcasts, the Smoke and Roll podcast, Jazz Cabbage Cafe, uh, Planet Green Trees, and, and the MICIA Canacast all together and raise money for a great cause, you know, giving back to the cannabis people are affected by the prohibition. So with that, I am going to uh, introduce everyone based on how long I've known them. So I figured that was a fair way. So with Jazz Cabbage Cafe, we got Rick Thompson, and then uh, with Jazz Cabbage Cafe, we got Jamie Lowell. Uh, with Planet Green Trees, Michael Camorn. Uh, with the, the Smoke and Rope podcast, Kevin Fivis. And also the Smoke and Rope podcast, Tom Beller. And of course, the Michigan Canicast with Ida Pearl Lee. And what I'm going to do is give each one of these uh, guys and gals a quick minute to uh, say hello, and uh, we'll get into our first guest after that. So, Rick, take it away. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Rick Thompson. I'm so pleased to be here for this inaugural event. Um, $20,000 is a lot of money to raise, and I know we have the potential to do even better than that, too. So congratulations to everyone involved. I'm currently the executive director of the Normal of Michigan chapter, as well as on the Redemption Foundation and on the John Sinclair Foundation, too. I work with the Michigan Cannabis Freedom Coalition. I'm the fifth congressional district representative at the uh, uh, con- uh, Democratic what is it? The uh, Cannabis, Cannabis, Caucus. Cannabis Caucus, Caucus of the Michigan Democratic Party. Exactly. I, I, I sometimes I forget who I am, actually. <laughs> but uh, of course, I'm all involved in Jazz Cabbage Cafe, but also 420 Post, which is a business centric podcast. And um, I appear on television each week on the Roku Network for Pro Cannabis Media with the Weed Talk News, as I'm the Michigan correspondent. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Rick. Yeah. Jamie? Yeah, well, as the uh, director of uh, advocacy and social equity at the botanical company, Lansing-based retailer. We work very heavily with all of these organizations that stand to benefit tonight. And so I'm very happy and know that they do great work very well and close up. And uh, it's it's uh, very exciting and an honor to be here to participate in, in helping out these great organizations because I know they're gonna turn this into a lot of great work for people. Thank you, Jamie. Michael Kamarn, excited to have the, the original pod father of, uh, of cannabis in Michigan here. Uh, Michael. Appreciate that, Ryan. And uh, as uh, as you know, I, I respect you and the uh, Redemption brand and what you've done with it. I've known you for a long time. Your journey is a fascinating story. 
And uh, I love what you're doing. And there are a lot of people, unfortunately, left behind because of cannabis prohibition. And there's a lot of groups that talk the talk, but you're the only one that I know that's really risen to the top of the group in uh, leading the way for redeeming those that have been uh, punished and penalized because of cannabis. So you know that whenever you call and need something, I'm going to be there for you because I respect you and I love what you're doing. And I'm glad to, to be part of this, uh, this event. Thank you, Michael. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, um, looking forward to actually asking you a question later on the show. So okay. with that, uh, we got Kevin Pibus with Chew Cannabis and Smoke and Rope Podcast. What's up, guys? Uh, I want to welcome everybody that's watching um, the telethon today. I think it's uh, incredibly amazing that we get to be a part of something like this uh, and give back to, to people that have been negatively affected on uh, by the war on drugs. Um, you know, I always told my mom when I was younger, you know, one of these days we're going to we're going to get this changed. And, and we were able to call her a few years back and and tell her that we actually were able to get marijuana legalized. And and now we're actually being able to uh, to right the wrongs of the past. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly proud to be a part of that. I'm also very grateful that I've also been able to uh, utilize the Great Lakes Expungement Network and, and get some of my misdemeanors, uh, marijuana charges removed from my my uh, criminal history. So um, I'm a big supporter. And I'm super proud to be a part of this, Ryan. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for thanks for participating and uh, and sponsoring. The same with uh, Tom over at, at Really Tom. What's going Smoking on? Rope. Smoking hey. rope as well. Yeah, man, Ryan. You know, from the first time I met you years ago, I re really your story um, really took me, and you know, we hit it off pretty well, and we've been you know good friends ever since, and. When you uh, when we started talking about the Redemption brand, we immediately jumped on board. You know, we're proud to be a part of the family. And what what we've been doing is bringing uh, uh, some of our pheno hunts on uh, new strains that we're thinking about bringing to market and releasing them under special releases. Well, under the Redemption brand, under a new type of you know new strategy, just to kind of test the market and see how people like things. And it just it's a new it's, it's something other other people aren't really thinking about and one thing you've always been a, a big pioneer on, uh, on 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 thinking towards cannabis policy you're you know you've always been right in the front you're not afraid to put yourself out there and uh it's 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 been an honor to know you you know so and we're super happy to be here tonight well thank you man. that's that's awesome thank you thank you tom um i i, I appreciate that and the uh the eight the first pheno hunt we did it was with the apex and that went over great, and uh, there's rumors that that's close to close to coming back. So, yep. thanks for thanks for believing in me, and uh, even way back when uh, you believed you're the first person that believed in me as a as a consultant too. So, uh, my first my first client, and that that worked out pretty well for for both of us. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm already winning. Nice. <laughs> oh, and last but not least, Ida Pearl Lee, uh, you know, with the MICIA, the deputy director, uh, and runs the, um, uh, you know, the Michigan Canicast over the, or the, uh, the MICIA Canicast. And it's, uh, it's, it's an awesome, all, all four of our shows are different, but uh, Ida doesn't need too much of an introduction. She's been on the smoke rope a couple of times and was one of the... Uh, <laughs> The main, you know, main reasons we have, uh, you know, medical and, and legal cannabis regulated market. So Ida, uh, go, take it away. Wow. Thank you for that introduction, Ryan. And thank you for having me be a part of this. Um, it, 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 this is so exciting. This is the first ever. And to 
already have this large of a draw, you know, it's just, it's, it's incredible and it's amazing and congratulations. <laughs> um, but for me, you know, I, I am the deputy director at the Michigan Cannabis Industry Association. And uh, before I made that transition, um, you know, I, my daughter was a patient and um, we fought for the MMFLA to be passed and it was because of her story. And so, you know, medical, medical cannabis is a medicine and it's something that I, fight for every day and and I love you know our community it, it's a close-knit community and we all are there to support each other and take care of each other and and I just I love that and thank you for including me <laughs> uh, yeah we're really really glad you're able to, to come on and uh, we are nearing up our first our first guest and our first sponsor and how we're gonna do this everyone is uh, um, take about five minutes and uh, the wonderful people that donated all this money are going to get a chance to come on and talk about whatever the, whatever they want, but it's going to be a lot of the top and uh, most active industry people. So with that, um, we're going to have our first guest, and we have Shelly Smith. Hello. At, hi at Cambium Analytica, and Shelly, thank you for uh, for being on, and uh, thank you for being so generous with the sponsorship and. Uh, you know, first met you up at the the MICIA summer annuals, yeah. and um, you know we've uh, we, we're proud that uh, you know most of most of the testing that we do at Driven uh, with with my partnership goes to you guys. So, go right ahead. Tell us about yourself. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. It's so good to be here. Um, thanks for putting in this telephone. We've been in business for about two years now, which, as we all know, goes by at lightning speed in this industry feels like, gosh, like three months. Um, so we've been members of the MICAA and big fans of RL Solutions and Driven Grow and our and whole team listens to the Smoke and Rope podcast all the time, which keeps us really informed on the state of the industry. And when we saw this telephone opportunity, we knew we had to jump on because we haven't yet supported the Redemption Foundation, so the charity. So we're, you know, we knew that we had to take this opportunity. Um, we're also so, so very aware that we are successful due to those who have been treading waters um, in this industry before us for decades. We know we wouldn't be here without their work and their passion for this plant. Um, and we definitely know that anyone who's in prison or incarcerated just right now due to nonviolent cannabis crimes needs to be out ASAP. So we're happy to be on board and, and supporting this and um, we're hoping to continue this partnership moving forward. Thanks yeah, a lot. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't. If you wanted me to talk more about testing, I'm happy to yeah. do so. Well. I was. I, I wanted. Uh, I would like to hear more about like how your company came to be. you uh, in Traverse City. Uh, um, yeah. Just a little bit more about the makeup and uh, about the business, and then we could definitely talk about how the whole testing uh, uh, last few months has gone for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are mostly all Traverse City natives that started this company. Um, we're fortunate we live in such a beautiful place. We bring in people from all over the country, scientists, bio, biochemists, all sorts of people, microbiologists from all, all over the country. Um, we started, it was four founders that started it. I am one of those founders. We started in a, in a room with, with no windows, just this idea. And we've come really far. Um, this industry goes, like I said, the speed of lightning. So it's every day is an adventure. I often say you have to come to work and you hold on for dear life <laughs> and get through it. So yeah, it's been fun. The last couple months have been interesting as well. Um, they've been busy to say the least. I think we've all learned a lot from what's taken place over the past month or so. Um, 
but you know, we we wish no ill on anyone. So it's 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 you know unfortunate that it's affected so many people in a in a negative way. Yeah. Shelly, one thing I noticed um, when I first met um, George and uh, and Alex years yeah. ago is that they shared their vision with uh, the the Kalkaska cannabis community right right at the very early stages of this whole thing when we're all kind of figuring it out. And uh, they, one thing that, the reason why we work with you guys in the first place is that they, they discuss things beyond just compliance type testing and working towards having more uh, uh, robust, you know, options as a cultivator to have things above and beyond what is required by law, but will help us, you know, as a company be, you know, more efficient and everything, you know, having a, a wider variety of, of testing available. Can you speak to like what you guys have planned in the future for, uh, for processors or grows as far as like, um, what, uh, you know, cause we were discussing, you know, petiole testing and sample, you know, soil samples. And we've worked with you guys for years now. And, uh, I just, I'm just curious to hear a little bit more about just beyond compliance, what, what you guys are working on. Yeah, I can't speak too much about our future plans, but our <laughs> our founding goal is always to be a, a problem solver, just to be an extension of our, our client's team and to get to the root cause of any issues that they're having so that they can essentially put the best markets on the product, best products on the market that they possibly can. So um, if that you know, involves us digging deep into specific failures that they're having or end goals that they want with certain results. You know, we, we want to make sure that we're, we're doing it the right way and we're getting to the bottom of the reason why things maybe aren't performing the way they are or fixing the problem at the root cause. So um, as far as what's coming down the pipeline, though, yeah, I mean, a lot's going to change and you guys will hear about it a little bit more, but I can't, I can't say anything else. Well, thank you. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you for being the first guest ever on the, uh, on the, the, the telethon and, and, uh, yeah. you know, shout out to you guys for being the largest donor too. So we really appreciate it. For sure. Yeah. We'll see you guys, um, tomorrow, probably mm -hmm. holiday party, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for having us on. You got it. Thank you. Hey, Chad. <laughs> all right all right all right we got superior selections on uh really excited uh, about a relationship with superior ever since uh you guys reached out to the podcast and uh wanted to be on and uh we'd already heard about you um as far as a flower brand making a name for themselves and now we're learning about all the community work that you're doing and uh, thank you so much for promoting this and for donating so introduce yeah. yourselves and uh and the company absolutely and thank you so much for having us we're really happy we reached out we've been a fan of the podcast for uh, a bit before that and definitely knew that you guys were a group that we wanted to get connected with so i'm allison farley i am the office manager and the marketing director for superior selections and i'm sam bowen i'm the operations director and before we get started here, I, I just want to do a quick shout out to Cambium. We've been working with them from the start. And, uh, you know, Shelly and Ansel, David Truax, they're all true professionals if there ever was one. So quick shout out to Cambium. And then to everybody else, I just really want to start by saying thank you to everyone. This is really inspiring and ambitious work that everyone here is uh, trying to accomplish. And it, I know it takes a lot, but 
man, it, it's really, it's just, it's really inspiring. So we're, we're proud of everyone and we're happy to be a part of this. So here we go. We are Superior Selections, Upper Michigan's first premier cannabis brand. Our mission is to produce the highest standard of medical and adult use cannabis in the country with an emphasis on consumer education and on the importance of cultivating pesticide-free, clean quality crops. Ultimately, we want to create and inform every consumer on the details of what products they are consuming and exactly what to look for when picking the perfect cannabis strain for your individual needs. Nice. Yeah, so uh, being being involved with the community has really done some amazing things for us lately. I actually just jumped on board over the past four months here, and it has been an absolute whirlwind. The amount that we've been able to give back, whether it has been uh, community pickup, outreaches and whatnot, giving back to fantastic organizations like Redemption. We are just so happy to be able to build that connection. And honestly, it's our responsibility as a member of the cannabis community, whether it's Michigan or wherever it is you are at, to really spotlight the people who got us to where we are. Cambia mentioned that uh, very briefly, and I totally agree 100%. We couldn't do this without you guys paving the way. And as someone who is uh, newer to cannabis over the past five years, I'm very incredibly thankful for everything that you guys have done. So excited to be on here. We've got some teas headed your way as well. So uh, be on the lookout for those and uh feel free to give them back to anybody who's been supporting redemption because you guys are doing some really amazing things here along with all the other organizations you're paired with for the telethon i see everyone smoking a bowl or doing a joint here me and allison are still holding it down at work granted we're on the central time so don't no big deal really. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys i just want this is kevin over at true cannabis i just wanted to say the last time we had you guys on we had such a great time your guys's integrity and honesty just shines through i can tell you guys are great people and uh, we really appreciate your donation coming on the show and, and being a part of this and uh and what you guys give back to the community it's really commendable and uh we appreciate you guys representing our industry the right way so so thanks a lot guys i appreciate it thank, thank you guys you. we appreciate it. yeah awesome excited about superior selections flower <clears throat> and our next guest uh roy liskey over at local roots in lanesburg uh roy's been on the smoking rope as well and uh um, you know, I uh, met met Roy uh, at a MIC. Well, actually, at the legalization in the back at the Radisson. Yeah, and then uh, we started uh, going out to Soup Spoon, and and uh, I used to live in Lanesburg, knew a lot of the same people, and you know, I uh, I'm super excited for the relationship Redemption's got up at Local Roots and everything we're doing together. So, Roy, tell us tell us about yourself and your company. All right. Well, yeah, my name is Roy. Um, my mom's name is Rhonda. Her and I uh, started Local Roots. We opened back in April and she's a former caregiver. So we've got that background. Uh, she's been growing since about uh, 2010. And um, and so, yeah, and we're just thrilled to have this store and to be uh, um, here in our hometown uh, selling weeds. So I thought I'd give you a quick little tour and uh, talk about a couple things we've got going on if that's all right. Do it. All right, so we've got a bunch of special pieces on the wall. This one here is a local root stained glass piece my Uncle Steve made. We've got uh, some, my mom does uh, Raku pottery, so we've got some, some of her art pieces on the wall. Um, 
we just got a bunch of new apparel in. I'm not sure if you can see down there. We're all decked out for the holidays right now. Nice. All right. And... <clears throat> Going live into a dispensary. All right. Yep. Say hi to the staff. What's up? <laughs> let's see uh, we've got gift baskets we're doing um, so we've got a little uh, redemption gift basket nice. we'll uh, wrap it up for you too in these uh, nice wrapping get a Christmas tree ready I also wanted to mention we've got the uh, redemption punch card promotion going on over here if you get 12 punches um, you get a little uh, goodie bag. So come on down here. We've got 25% off redemption products all month. And we're really um, just so appreciative of everything the Redemption Foundation does. We're excited to be a part of it, but we're also very thankful for um, everything uh, Redemption Cannabis does for us um, as far as uh, providing us with a, a variety of awesome products um, from some of the best growers throughout the state and they've really just been such a great ally to us and i can't thank thank you guys enough well thank you roy it's uh it's been it's been awesome now you're the, the you guys are the true definition of mom and pop and you know you got people on on the show with us uh, uh right now the, a lot of these hosts that uh you know the worked really hard on legalization so for some well over decades and um that was uh you know you getting a business is what I was fighting for, that type of thing. So Kevin's got a question real quick. No, I just wanted to say, uh, Roy, congratulations on winning the uh, best dispensary in the in the greater okay. Lansing area on the City Pulsing. I think that was awesome when I heard that, dude. I couldn't have been more excited for you guys. So I just wanted to say congratulations and uh, I uh, wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a, and a Happy New Year. Hope you guys all stay safe, okay? Yeah, thanks so much, Kevin. And, uh, you know, one thing that we got going on with uh, in the spring, I don't know if we announced it yet or not, but we're going to be teaming up with the local roots um, crew and, and Roy and his family. And uh, we're going to have a, a big fundraiser and it's going to be uh, a special party and, and with music and uh, excited about that. So there's going to be a lot more, a lot more fundraisers and a lot of the same people that are that are supporting us. Um, what's been the attitude of, of the small town, Roy? Langsburg, like I said, I lived there for eight years. I went to a lot of parties. I integrated myself well. And uh, uh, it's just like you're selling in it. Uh, I'm excited to be selling in it, too. I, I had the cops called on me nine times in two years at one time at the lake. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, it's been a really, uh, it's been really great so far. Uh, there's been no picketers outside or uh, <laughs> even really any effort to um um you know not have one i guess it, through through the whole application process i mean um the council members were supportive the people in the, in the community were supportive and yeah i mean it's it's really crazy too uh i got in a little trouble um in my younger years uh I had a marijuana possession charge and, um, and yeah, it was like, you know, the small town word travels fast and there was definitely a strong stigma when I was growing up here and, uh, it seems to be washing away. So we're, we're happy to, um, help that process along. 
Uh, thank you, Roy. Thanks for the support as always. And uh, man, thanks for the donation and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, man. Amen. All right, all right. And our first special guest uh, to come talk to about the work that we're doing. Everybody knows Josie Scoggin from Sons and Daughters <laughs> United, Hi, but also uh, Great Lakes Expungement Network. She's really, uh, you know, the, the engine uh, behind that and uh, lets me take credit. So it's, I really appreciate that, Josie. And uh, so with that, Josie, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. We got 10 minutes. And tell us what we're doing, and we got a bunch of the same pe people you've known forever uh, here to talk to you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm so excited about the first inaugural. Look at us, we got the holiday season going full, full swing. Um, nice. But I'm so excited about the first inaugural Cannabis Gives Back. Um, Sons and Daughters United is something that's been really close to my heart. It's something that I built from the ground uh, when I was 18 years old. This idea... Um, that and it's really evolved over the years but the idea that people um have a right to to better themselves in the incarceration and things like incarceration and disabilities really limit that um recently we launched the great lake expungement network myself ryan josh covert jamie lowell um we've got some really good teammates out there we've got um a really good team in south detroit where we've got paul tylinda doing free criminal record expungements all day long um we knew that there was a need obviously for people to expunge their records but we never really understood how great that need would be in our first five days we saw over 300 applications um from people who have a variety of of issues but of primarily cannabis charges um, we run two different programs at the Great Lakes Expungement Network. The first one is eligibility screenings. Um, come to us, let's find out if you're eligible, what we can expunge. Um, and the second portion is our full service expungement program, which is limited to people with at least one cannabis charge. Uh, we pay the attorneys, we pay the fingerprints, we pay the um, records and the whole shebang. A lot of our, our friends in the cannabis community um, that have social equity, um, applications are wondering, hey, if I qualify for this, will I lose my social equity? Um, and the answer is absolutely not. Our friend Kevin was um, one of our our first uh, clients to go through the process, and he's currently free of all criminal records. And actually, we launched Sons and Daughters United um, in conjunction with some of our, our, our favorite friends, like uh, Michael Kamorn and Robin Schneider and... Um, and Joshua Covert with the idea. At the time, uh, people were being raided left and right due to uh, unfair attorney general ruling um, in finding people who were affected by the war on cannabis and, and affected by um, drug policy as a whole was was not difficult. Um, with legalization, I think that it's gotten a lot easier for us to participate in these spaces, but I also believe that there's still a lot of people that are um, left behind so if you are watching this and you are interested in getting involved please go online to greatlakesexpungementnetwork.org um, sign up there you can register we can go through uh, we have real attorneys reviewing your applications real attorneys showing up to court um, and top-notch attorneys and you get your own retainer agreement and the whole shebang um, I'm really excited. This is a very expensive program. Uh, we've had a lot of help from our friends at Relief and a lot of help from our friends all across 
um, the schedule today. So I'm really excited. I'm hoping we can uh, keep the momentum going. And just recently, um, you can now accept donations on Facebook or make Great Lakes Expungement Network your birthday fundraiser. So please feel free to do that. Um, we get all the donations for those things and we don't pay any fees. That is incredible. Incredible. Josie, tell us tell us about how you uh, how you came to, to um, be the, the first minor medical patient in the state and uh, how did you start Sons and Daughters? Okay, great. So um, I was the first minor patient in the state of Michigan. I'm from uh, Southwest Michigan, Benton Harbor area. So um, at the time I was 14 years old and it was, you know, long before Sanjay Gupta did his special and long before Charlotte's Web. Um, and, and there really wasn't a conversation in 2009 about, about children using marijuana in the way, um, the way that I was. So I, uh, my geneticists actually, we uh, were re-diagnosed in 2015, but at this time, uh, my mother and I both had the same disease. It was progressive pseudorantoid spondyloepiphyseal dysplasia, uh, which basically fuses your joints together. My mom was told um, she would never live to see 30. She would never have children. If she got past that point, she would be a vegetable. Um, my mom reports using marijuana for for her pain relief since the early 90s. This is something, um, despite being a terminal patient, despite having uh, seen real serious help from it, she was still a criminal all the way up until um, 2008 when we passed the, the uh, medical marijuana bill. We did not know what kind of, I mean, we thought we were gonna get probably like brick weed or something really crazy and ridiculous. And, and I don't think that we really understood um, the level of products and really the difficulty that it took to um, to grow marijuana. So and here in the Michigan, you have to grow your kids marijuana. If you have minor patients, the mother or the father has to be uh, the caregiver. My mom is also disabled. It was really difficult for her to do that. Um, so we started going to all these compassion club meetings. I mean, we traveled to Mount Pleasant and to Detroit and to Traverse City. And we all we wanted to do was learn like, how do we um, grow marijuana? Oh. oh, Josie's connection must have uh, must have gone out. Oh man, she lost hey, the well, internet. I, you know, Ryan, real quick, I just wanted to uh, to to say that um, you know the work that Josie does is absolutely amazing, um, and the effort that she's put in uh, unselfishly for others uh, to clear their criminal records and and get back to a normal life is just unbelievable. And and I just I really want to recognize her as, as being a really, really wonderful person and putting in a lot of effort for us. So yeah. We wanted to do the same thing, too. Kevin stole our thunder. All right. Her and Brenda. All right. Josie's back. Josie, we got three minutes. So All right. Let's finish it up, man. Um, the point is, Sons and Daughters is awesome. We do a lot of really cool stuff. We do a lot of weird stuff. We do stuff that people aren't doing. If you have a loved one that is incarcerated, let me help you stay connected through travel expenses, um, JPay payments, and stationery. If you or someone that you know needs a criminal record expungement here in the state of Michigan, hit me up. I'm expunging records all day long. It is hey, Josie. Josie versus the police state. So. Nice. Hey, I want to let okay. Michael ask you a quick question quick, here. Quick question. First of all, I want to compliment you for all the hard work you're doing. As someone who's practiced law for 30 years, the equivalent of a felony conviction, sometimes a misdemeanor, is a status that makes someone a second-class citizen, as we know. And anytime you can alleviate that and take the efforts, it has such meaning to the individual. I did 
did one this morning and, and of all the things that take place it's it's very rewarding when when it's accomplished i'm curious in the fact that i'm curious because of the fact we live in a state that has a broken judicial system what what has been your your uh, observations as to the courts granting the petitions for expungement i mean they you finding that most if not all of them are happening is the court's reactions been to uh, you know deny or adjourn for other reasons you know there's a they have different you know things in the card deck to, to utilize but what's been your experience on that yeah so the truth of the matter is that it is an unjust system and it's systematically like that there's numbers to prove it and he's right um and, and i don't think that it's we're not seeing a lot of denials in fact we have a 98 success rating with all of our cases but a hundred percent rating on our misdemeanor marijuana stuff um, and that comes from the burden of proof being a lot different. Um, so last year you had to like read to orphans and be a preacher and, and really invest in yourself and, and in the community in ways that are tangible and results oriented. Um, and they could still deny you. And, and now we kind of just have to tell people, um, hey, I'm, I'm affected by my criminal record and here's how it how it. Uh, affects me or it burdens me but what's difficult is getting the records pulled right in these rural counties where they just take six to eight months to give me a piece of paper that they have in their in their computer or getting them to set a court date right so right, well, they, they um, always need the attorney general to respond that's always a x factor too that sometimes it takes and they've been inundated with a lot of requests you know what i'm talking about like they have to and they're taking 90 plus it. days you know and right. that was um that was something that I think that none of us were prepared for. It was absolutely not something that we prepared our clients for. Um, and so the AG is just there to say, hey, this is legal. Oh, they're giving me my minute warning. Um, this is legal or this isn't legal, right? Um, but the judge still wants to see it. And so what I'm seeing in these rural areas, these cowboy cops aren't letting people get fingerprinted. Um, they were probably incompetent before coronavirus, but they're absolutely <laughs> incompetent now. Um, I really appreciate being on here. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. Please go donate to the Great Lakes Expungement Network. We need the funding. Um, this is Thank the coolest thing I've ever done. And and I think that just being a part of it um, is amazing. And it's life-changing for me, but it's really, truly life-changing for the people uh, that go through the program. Thank you, Josie. <laughs> All right, on to next guest, Providence Consulting. It's a cybersecurity service. We have Mike, and uh, you know, nice to meet you, Mike. Uh, I'm I'm glad you. Uh, it's awesome to to have businesses like yourselves that, uh, you know, we don't have a relate uh, a strong relationship yet, and you're still donating. So that's uh, that means a lot. So introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you're doing. Yeah, excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Mike Kieski. I am uh, the Chief Operating Officer for Providence Consulting. We're a Lansing-based uh, IT and cybersecurity firm. First, I'd like to say it's an honor to be here. Uh, we support the Redemption Foundation and its mission, helping right the wrongs caused uh, from cannabis prohibition by seeking out opportunities to lift up individuals harmed by the war on cannabis. <clears throat> so why is Providence Consulting here today, you're asking yourself? I just want to take a couple minutes to just uh, just to talk to you, and, and I'm going to ask you a question as a business leader. Uh, actually, just five questions. Um, one: If you had a staff member that left today, could you easily cut off their access to proprietary information, passwords, bank accounts, vendor accounts? Two: 
if a change was made to um, a grow recipe or a record or a procedure, would you know who made the change and, and when it was made? And if you needed to, could you revert back prior to that change being made? Three, do you have the most basic email security protection in place, uh, which is multi-factor authentication? Four, uh, if you come into the office tomorrow, into your office and your systems are all locked down by a ransomware message, we've all seen them, um, would you know who to call immediately for help? Think of the bat phone, right? Who would you pick up and who would you call right away? Um, five, if you are a victim of a cyber breach, um, would you know with confidence how quickly you could restore your data and resume your operations? So if you ask yourself those five questions and you said answer any of them, answer no uh, to any of those, your business right now is at significant risk to a cybersecurity incident. IT, uh, yeah, go ahead. Me, no, you're making me think. That's a good way to, yeah. <laughs> way to think about it. <laughs> Yeah, it, keep, it keeps me up at night, right? For all of our clients and, and people that aren't, aren't, aren't secure, right? So, um, and, and IT, is, is, uh, IT security is so much more than just a threat of a foreign cyber attacker. Uh, you know, we see in the news, Russia or somewhere in Africa, it's more than that. Um, in an industry that you're in, it's so immense with physical protocols you know, that you understand, you take, risks every day and and they pose um and some of those pose uh the biggest threats to your company right i mean but what are some of those threats so let me introduce you to some of them um meeting basic it compliance measures such as individual login and passwords firewalls ransomware protection phishing scams uh, we see those daily uh, if, if you're dealing with medical marijuana meeting hipaa compliancy which is a whole nother level of cybersecurity and regulation that takes more than five minutes to discuss. Um, your staff can be a risk, including those with internal access to data, password, payment information, um, again, recipes, vendors, and so much more. Um, even third-party vendors can be at risk. For example, what if uh, someone hacks into an HVAC system? Crops can be ruined by simply changing the environment water, heat, uh, light, um, that's, that's a big possibility. You must have protocols in place like two-factor authentication to prevent what's happening. Um, data being deleted, even by accident, and it's not retrievable because you don't have the right data backup in place. System failures, such as equipment crashing, can cease operations. And on top of that, yeah, cyber attacks. The industry is young, competitive, and extremely vulnerable. And ransomware attacks are growing at an exponential rate. So Man. those are just a few things. Mike, yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot. We might have to have you on the podcast here. Appreciate you, I, I, appreciate you coming yeah. on and the support. Yeah. Use you Listen, to attack uh, other people? What's that? Can we use you to attack other people? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I had, you know, I had a complete data loss on my computer earlier this year. Ryan knows about it. Um, uh, totally overwhelmed. Uh, didn't know what to do. Um, and uh, honestly, I ended up not resolving the issue. And, and uh, But I had some stuff backed up at another computer and was able to recover most of it. But what a pain in the ass. And um, so I can right. definitely see the importance of what you're talking about here, Mike. Yeah, yeah, Thank thanks. You, you know, and it's a lot, a lot of times people will say, 
you know, what's the, what information do I have that the bad guys would want? And that's not the question you should be asking yourself, right? Because you lost your data. It's what information do I hold that's important to me, right? So this critical information that the hackers, they'll hold it for ransom um, if they if they gain access to your uh, IT infrastructure. All right. Well, thank yeah. you, Mike. We're, we're on, to, on to rise and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And with that, Kim over at Rise. Nice, nice shirt, Kim. Yes, I love it. Nice. Glad you got it. Uh, Kim is uh, is running things. And uh, uh, what, what's your official title up at Rise Iron Mountain? Official title is Inventory Lead. Yeah. And, and I know you've done a lot of the different jobs. And, and it's cool thing about Rise is they kind of promote from within. And uh, um, I really like your staff. I, I came up there for a vendor day at the uh, end of August and man was I blown away. Uh, it was a beautiful thing to see what's going on in the in the UP and especially the Western UP and all the cannabis getting bought and money spent from places like Wisconsin and Minnesota and and I know you, I, I heard you guys had seen like 30 different uh, state driver's license. So it's an incredible thing. Thanks for uh, being supportive of the foundation. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your store and uh, yourself here. Yeah, we love it. I mean, we're just like blown away by how busy we are here. And, you know, like you said, a lot of our business is the state of Wisconsin. So that's why collabing with you guys and making a partnership with redemption and us being on the border we're expanding as well we're opening a store in ironwood uh come springtime and uh we're hoping to get more and more wisconsin business keep the traffic flowing in and then hopefully we can bring uh, some of our social justice change initiatives that we're working with you on into the state of wisconsin as well and start educating them down there uh, you know, our our core values here are about education. We want to educate not only our bud tenders, but we want to educate our customers. And uh, with the education, we think that that'll decrease the stigma of cannabis being a drug rather than medication. Um, you know, you and I have discussed a lot, you know, cannabis is a good medicine. Um, and we have to fight against the those people that still believe and have that negative perception of it. So we're really into educating people, treating the customer like friends, treating our friends like family, just increasing awareness. And I'm so excited for next week because you know that I'm running redemption cards on special for Christmas. <laughs> we're a little bit scared as well because if you guys know, heard, we did so well on Black Friday that we had the city come at us because oh, of traffic. So now we're trying to bring down the sales and spread it out over three days so we don't back <laughs> up the highway again. <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. We're just loving it. That's uh, that's so neat. And it's been uh, such a pleasure to, to be able to, and I came to talk to people from Wisconsin and even farther away. Um, and you know, we have it so good. I'm in Lansing. Uh, you know, it's one of the safest places in the world to, to consume marijuana. Um, you know, you, you, a lot of your customers are coming back and not quite honestly risking it. So um, I'm glad you guys are fighting up there and it's important. And then, um, you know, um, just besides that, do you have, uh, before we wrap it up here, do you have any other plans to, uh, to come to come down state at all? 
Uh, so our Gaylord store is opening actually first. We're going to be open in March. Cool, yep. Right. And the cool thing about our Gaylord store is they didn't want any traffic or any deals being done within the uh, the public's view. So we're going to have a drive in. The doors come down and close. Everything's done in private. The doors will fly open and you'll be able to exit with your products. And uh, I suppose I'll let you guys know that that's how the Ironwood store is going to be, too. Oh, we just nice. got it approved. Yeah, we're going to be <laughs> inside one and outside the other end. So it's awesome. Well, thank you, Cam. That's going to be great for, uh, you know, when it's uh, cold weather, too. So thank you for everything you're doing with uh, up there and uh, being great stewards of marijuana in the UP. I appreciate it. We'll see you Thank soon. you, Ryan. And thanks for helping out the convicts and changing the stigma of cannabis. We're with you. Thank you, Kim. Redemption. <laughs> oh, man. Love, Kim. Isaac, next guest. Isaac Leaves. So I, uh, um, from Greenlight Energy Conservation, and I, hopefully if you're prepared, I don't know if you are, Isaac, I guess I could have called you. You can announce kind of what we're doing tonight. But um, um, Isaac's Mr. Uh, LinkedIn. Uh, he's got a big presence on there. And uh, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. And if uh, people, you know, uh, respectfully, you know, like, I can tell they're not a bot and it's not anything else. And they're asking me questions. And Isaac was persistent and came actually and uh, took me out to Arts Pub in Lansing. And for anyone that knows that, if they do that, I'm uh, I'm usually uh, game to, to hang out and uh, to listen to you. So Isaac, thank you. Uh, tell us what you do and uh, go ahead and announce it if you can. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Uh, appreciate you having me on. It's an honor to be here. Um, you know, I actually feel like I'm amongst friends, even though Aside from yourself and, and Kevin, I haven't met anyone else here on the show, but, you know, just tuning into the podcast pretty consistently and hearing everybody. And, and I, I kind of feel like I already am amongst friends and I've gotten to know people. I feel like I've had all of you at, at Arts Pub for some beers. So uh, <laughs> great to be here um, just to, uh, you know, be, be, a be a donor to the Redemption Foundation was just such an easy decision um, when we heard about the telethon. I mean, the work that Redemption does is, is incredible, obviously. Uh, anytime I think you, you partner and you donate with a, with a charitable organization, it's really your way of making a difference. And just being a part of the cannabis industry in Michigan over the last year, which I'll talk about a little bit, and becoming part of the greater cannabis community through our work here, uh, it's already been a meaningful and rewarding experience. And now to just give back through the foundation, it really takes the positive impact that we strive to make in the cannabis space and really amplifies that even further in a more meaningful way. So uh, again, I, work, I really want to thank you, Ryan, and your team at Redemption for providing that vehicle for us to be able to give back. So um, thank you for that. Now, as far as what we're doing together, uh, just a quick uh, little sneak preview, I guess, if you will. Um, I'm so pleased and proud and honored to announce our partnership with Redemption Foundation as part of the work we'll be doing uh, moving forward in the Michigan industry, uh, we're going to be donating 10% of our proceeds to the Redemption Foundation. Uh, so just to take a step back and describe, uh, you know, what we do and, and how we plan on benefiting the foundation. So we have a utility bill audit service that we offer to indoor cannabis cultivations. Uh, one of the large expenses involved in growing cannabis, obviously, is the utility bills and what we have put together is a simple analysis of bills using our experience in utilities, which is a little bit beyond the scope of this interview, but 
we've been able to find and fix billing mistakes that just float under the radar that most people don't know exist. And even if they did, they wouldn't have the time to uh, go after it. So what we do is we offer a no upfront fee analysis of the bills to see if there's any opportunity to find and fix mistakes. And, you know, we're compensated by a percentage of the results. And further downstream from that, a percentage of our proceeds will be going directly to the foundation. So we, we like to think of that as a triple win. So uh, again, thank you, Ryan, for making that all possible. And we're excited to see, uh, you know, what we can do together. Uh, me as well, me as well. Yeah. Hi, Isaac. It's Kevin Pipus over at True Cannabis. Um, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for all your help that you did for uh, for True Cannabis. We haven't exactly seen the uh, the check rolling yet, but we're on our way to yeah. uh, to that that point. And uh, guys, if you're running a cannabis business in Michigan, uh, you have to reach out to Isaac. These guys will save you a ton of money. Um, the utility companies are miscategorizing how we're being charged and the taxes are being billed improperly. And all that can be retro back years in the past so um you guys if you seriously if you have not reached out to isaac please do so and and then the work that he's doing to help the redemption foundation and give it back uh you know I, we couldn't ask for anything more so i appreciate you isaac appreciate you coming on the show and and, uh, and giving a big donation so thank you likewise thanks for having me guys yeah and isaac we appreciate it and uh you know there's a lot of uh, we'll make the announcement and uh, more and if whoever's listening to this and you're a grower processor uh reach out to isaac tell him you heard about it because uh there's a lot of uh, people and companies uh that can attest to it and uh, will attest to it so it's the real deal thanks again isaac yep thanks guys <laughs> bye all right up next on the show is the stone depot out of uh leone township michigan down in jackson uh, uh our good friend danielle's a little under the weather so um, she, she asked me to read a little statement, uh, that she prepared for them. And then, um, I'd like to, you know, talk about them a little bit, uh, near and dear to my heart. So this is from Danielle, um, the, the GM over at Stone Depot. Hello everyone. Feeling a little under the weather and very disappointed. I am unable to attend, but didn't want to miss this opportunity to acknowledge the incredible accomplishments of our community in 2021. We are absolutely stunned by the achievements of the Redemption Foundation, Glenn, Sons and Daughters United in 2021. Their achievements in a very short time frame is incredible, and we are honored and humbled to have a small part in those efforts. As we move into 2022, Stone Depot's continued commitment to the battle for the preservation of caregivers' rights, expungement efforts across the state, and the push for the social equity within our industry remains firm. We are proud to be a part of the Michigan cannabis industry, and excited to see what goals we can execute together in the new year. So she's wishing everyone a safe and healthy and happy holiday season and a wonderful 2022. So warm regards from Daniel Ross and the entire Stone Depot crew. Um, just, uh, you know, thank you, Danielle. Hopefully you're watching this. And uh, I'd like to talk about the Stone Depot a little bit. It's near and dear to my heart uh, and a little history behind it. Um, uh, I was uh, worked and helped on uh, uh, Leone Township and uh, worked with the ordinance and I helped lock up that uh, piece of property um, and it actually ended up becoming an estranged and illegal battle and the good guys won and my good friends Kyle, Greg and some others got it and those guys have been around in Lansing since 2010. A great group, great store, super supportive. And that one, um, I'm just so proud of and, and proud, proud of the support. Uh, 
You know, does anyone else like to say something about uh, the Stone Depot crew? I know everybody knows them. Well, I, I, I saw the process that they went through also, and I have a lot of respect for all of them over there, Kyle, Greg, Danielle, and everybody. It's uh, it's fitting that they have that place and that it's doing so well. They great cannabis at, at great prices, and uh, it just works out well for everybody. And, and I know what they've been through, so... Dan so I really appreciate that. Danielle, just as a person, is a huge asset to have, too. So any place that she was going to land, I was going to be happy with. But Stone Depot's really exceeded expectations. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, um, for those that don't know the history behind that, uh, you know, Greg, Greg Mock over there, he originally ran the cushion. He, uh, he opened up in Lansing right down close to the uh, Capitol on Michigan Avenue. Uh, down near where the old rubber runners were in 2010 and uh that that got some you know he was out there with us and those guys have been rocking and going the whole time and uh you know just uh really uh been around lansing and uh kyle has been around lansing uh for, for a long time as well just uh um an incredible group so uh you know and the the, the attorneys over there well and, and, and are involved is uh, my good friend bob Baldori and son marcus and um i'm excited it's uh been one of the number one redemption stores so we'll see what else they got they do got a new grow coming on as well um they have a little boutique grow uh, uh right in the back of where the dispensary building is for those of you who've been there and uh, those guys are great growers and then they got a bigger grow coming online uh, i believe so in the, in the next year so um i've learned a lot uh, about the cannabis uh, business and game and selling from from kyle over there uh, i i asked him, him questions call him probably the he's up there with uh, some of the most complete uh knowledge in, in cannabis to be able to do um any license type and and the different businesses so um just real happy about uh um working with stone depot so with that, I'm super excited about the next guest. It is Real Leaf Solutions and our very own Tom Beller. And Tom, uh, it says this is all you. Take it away. Oh, actually, I'm going to invite Krista on because it's her right. birthday. Hey, Krista. Happy birthday. Krista. Happy birthday. It's nice to do happy this from birthday. home where we can actually celebrate and, uh, and vibe and have a nice evening. And it, this is really cool. We're... We're happy to be here. Obviously, we're always on board to be, you know, working with you guys and, and just cultivating, you know, solid relationships and uh, just understanding, you know, being with like minded people who understand, you know, the struggle of, you know, <clears throat> what it is and what it was like to get to where we are. And um, we are a family owned cultivation facility. In northern Michigan, we were one of the first in the state. Um, caregiver roots, obviously, uh, from southern Michigan. Uh, we relocated up to Kalkaska when they opted in, and you know it's been a been a wild ride. You know, we've it's just been cult, you know making a great team and just cultivating great cannabis the best we can do, and um, we really, you know, it's just nice to uh, to actually say that we get to do this every day you know we pinch ourselves and you know we're really grateful to be you know still you know stewards of a sacred plant and you know and knowing all these great people that we've met along the way it's it's that's just you know the way it should be you know i 
I often tell people like um, I got to see you guys really from start to finish when it came to Kalkaska and, and to be able to pull off what you guys did uh, really you, you two did every job did every aspect of the business it's pretty pretty incredible stuff and that's why you guys are you know um, so successful and, and doing things right and you know are, are known known for that so it's it's been exciting I learned a lot watching watching you guys watching you guys operate and uh, um, and it's been fun and uh, I can't wait to uh, see what you guys got going on uh, especially with redemption in the coming year as well so um, top quality flower and uh, you know thanks guys thanks man we try our best that's all we can do man and just wonderful uh you know having great people in our lives and we thank all of you for being part of that yeah tom you know hey i i just wanted to say that um you know i can relate to you guys in a big way i'm a i'm a uh, you know a caregiver that's came up into this industry and uh not a lot of people understand the struggle that we've gone through like you and i've talked about in the past with the ptsd having go in front of the board um to have to organically grow your company figure out things that you were never you were never an expert at you know whether it's accounting or bookkeeping or you know we, we grew marijuana and that's what we do and so tom i have the most uh, the utmost respect for you guys over there uh, i can relate to you more than most anybody in this industry because i know that you know the struggle that we've been through and uh i feel like we have a really good connection that way so um, I, I appreciate doing the, the podcast with you every week. I think it's been awesome. I've had a great time doing it. And uh, I hope you guys have a safe and, and great holiday, dude. Thanks. You, Thanks. And, th and that goes to, to you too, Christy. I know you're not a dude. But... Hey, he's the talker. Hey, you guys. Unfortunately. Man, we really re appreciate Real Leaf Solutions. You've been hanging with Jazz Cabbage all year. And um, that's much appreciated. You've demonstrated how caregivers can come in and scale up and produce good cannabis and make it available to a lot of people with the right attitude and the right philosophy and work with other like-minded companies and just a great example for the commercial industry and uh, much appreciated. I concur with what everybody says, but I can't believe that no one is mentioning that when the question is asked, by the way, which one is pink? People know that it's Tom. I mean, I can't even believe this conversation is going on. We're not talking about the masterful and uh, echoes of Pink Floyd that you're also involved with and your, you know, outrageous, extreme, outstanding performance at Canajam. But uh, it's an interesting fact. And I've, uh, you know, your uh, all those things that were said, but I just wanted to throw in there your your, uh, your involvement with that and what a, how much yeah. we had of your, you know, getting involved with our, our thing and uh well with music and stuff it's it, it's about community and and being about a, a part of a group that is so you know something larger than the sum of its parts and it's the same thing with cannabis and you know just trying to make the world a better place if you can there you go good stuff well i just want to say real quick that i think it's super awesome that you both work together there's not many married couples that yeah. that work together <laughs> And <laughs> how, how, how do you guys make that work? Just real quick. You that. <laughs> um, gosh, I'm, I'm not really sure how it works, but mm -hmm. I know when I work from home and he's at the shop that we actually miss spending time together. So I, I don't know, it's mm -hmm. some sort of miracle. <laughs> That's a good answer. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, I want to thank you, Krista, and obviously thank you, Tom. And 
Uh, thank you for all the support. Uh, we're going to do a lot more. Uh, up next, we've got Josh Covert. Uh, you know, uh, Josh and I have been, I've been renting a building from Josh and been uh, working in the same building for three, three and a half years now. And uh, um, just it's been great watching Josh work. And uh, we got Josh on. He's really, you know, led the charge along with Paul Talenta on the Great Lakes Expungement Network, uh, letting us you know, um, be very generous with, with billing and giving us deals. And then also, um, been doing an incredible job. Josh is well known for his, uh, defense of, uh, operating OUILs, operating under the influence. And, uh, he's been able to save a couple of young men's lives for uh, us as far as like not having a license for the next 10 years. So Josh, thanks for doing all that you're doing. And thanks for, uh, obviously taking time out of your night and stepping out and talking to us. Oh yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Um, it's great to be on there, and I really think what you're doing with the, the telethon's uh, a great idea, and I'd like to participate in future years. I was watching some of the uh, earlier guests, and uh, it seems like everybody's having a good time out there tonight. So um, thanks for having me. Uh, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Josh, uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, like, when you go and, uh, and you know, you, you came, I met you when uh, you were at the Nichols Law Firm uh, right right away, and, uh, you know, you, you you we worked together on some on social media, and you, you guys were really known for, um, you know, DUI defense, and I think uh, you've, you've talked about that in the training you've had. So what what's going on with, like, uh, cases, and what are these prosecutors trying to do, do, do to these people and uh, with THC in the system, and how do you protect yourself? Yeah, that's that's great. It's a good topic. Um, I really enjoy, you know, talking about that and uh, defending those types of cases because I think the law and how it's, you know, enforced by law enforcement and probation officers is certainly out of whack with reality. Um, right now, you know, we see a kind of varied approach from county to county, um, but I've seen people just, you know, recently I had a case with a, a one nanogram uh, uh, per milliliter, which is the lowest that the labs actually test for and they were pursuing charges um they were getting ready to go to trial um it wasn't until like a week before trial when they realized that we were pretty serious and we were gonna gonna make them prove it in court that they actually just outright dismissed the case and i've seen a lot of that in the last year or two and it seems like the prosecuting attorneys out there know that their cases are pretty weak when it comes to impairment or proving impairment or intoxication when it involves thc um, and, and they like to take the, what I would say, the low hanging fruit. But if somebody, you know, hires somebody that, that knows what they're doing, you know, like Mr. Kamorin um, or somebody from my office, there's lots of great offices out there. You mentioned Mike Nichols earlier, a um, lot of people that really know how to defend those cases. And if you get somebody that really pushes the prosecuting attorney a little bit and holds their feet to the fire, I, I generally think people see um, dismissals and favorable results. Um, I haven't really done a lot of jury trials in the last couple of years because most of them have gotten dismissed a day, a week, a couple weeks before trial. Um, and, and I just want people to know that, that if you get charged with, um, you know, having THC in your system while driving, it's, it's not definitely not a lost cause, you know, contact an attorney and talk to him about it and, and make the prosecuting attorney, you know, prove their case, which uh, quite often I don't think they're going to actually want to do or, or will do. Um, but in terms of also protecting yourself, you know, when, when driving, first thing I would tell everybody is 
try to avoid interactions with law enforcement when you're driving however possible. I think that's a good idea. I say however possible, but you know, drive safe. You know, make sure your tags are on, your headlights are on, those kinds of things. That That's the best. You know, second, if you get, you know, pulled over um, and they start asking you questions about whether or not you've used cannabis or marijuana recently, I, I recommend to not answer those questions um, and, and, and just tell them that that's not something that you're willing to discuss with them because it's, it's, it's either, you know, medical, if you have a medical card or, or it's something that, you know, you, you don't need to discuss with police, even if it is, is adult use. So, the, so that's what I, I, I always recommend is don't discuss it with an officer. It's not going to help you out. They're only going to use whatever statement you make against you. I've had statements um, where my client said I used a day or two prior and yet the prosecuting attorney still tries to show up in court and, and use that statement as proof of intoxication or impairment, which I think we all know, and I think most jurors know, is, is complete nonsense. Um, but, but, you know, it doesn't, prosecuting attorneys are willing to try stuff all the time. And if somebody doesn't, you know, stand up to them and, like I said earlier, hold their feet to the fire, um, they, get, they get their way. So um, I, I, I think not giving the information to the officers is a good way to start, not, not having that, you know, encounter with them. Um, and then, you know, if you do get end up getting charged, I recommend, you know, um, really contacting an attorney that, that knows how to handle that type of specific case and, you know, insist on going to trial, um, assuming, you know, you have evidence in your favor, which in most almost every case I, I've dealt with, I think there's certainly favorable evidence in terms of there not being impairment or intoxication. Josh, I wanted to ask you something. Um... I mean, you're spot on and all the things you were saying were, were absolutely true. I remember the campaign against legalizing marijuana from the sheriff for the driving issue was, it's very difficult for us to figure out probable cause to arrest them when they're driving, which means they don't have it, you know what I mean? But you're right, it's it's all been, yeah. but I want to ask you this, because a handful of people that would have a different reaction to watching the court of claims testimony of the lab and the first expert to testify. There's a group of lawyers that when they saw, you know, I think you know what I'm talking about, used mm -hmm. to work for the Forensic Science Division, got qualified as an expert, and then ultimately testified that the MRI can't judge us. You know, we've had thousands of experiences with her. I remember I was asking you for that uh, transcript from back then, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's, you know, that, that nonsense of the lab that permeates is, you know, it's still festering as a cyst in all this you know what i mean it's, it just doesn't go away it's uh but and that's at the core of a lot of the stuff you're talking about and some of the stuff that nichols law firm and yourself have been uh very diligent at uh exposing good stuff jo thanks thanks josh did you have did you have any thoughts about watching michelle glenn testify though did that uh you know irk a reaction for you uh it, it did yeah um she, she's been a, a I, I let's just say that she's not somebody i really trust a lot of what she says so right and that that did make me squirm a little bit so yeah josh tell me a little bit uh um i remember you famously always said you know hey i'm fighting you're a huge proponent of prop one am i legalized uh, you're always like, I, you know, this is putting me out of a job. You mostly did all criminal defense and, uh, you didn't care and it was authentic. And, uh, so, so tell us like how you guys altered and, uh, and you know, like to the new opportunities with like just being a lawyer and doing the business side of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I went to law school to help fight the drug war. I became an attorney to help fight the drug war and make marijuana legal. Um, and, and I'm really glad that that all occurred. I went from taking, you know, call, several calls a day on people that had got raided, um, pulled over with uh, cannabis in their car, possession, you name it, um, criminal cases left and right for years and years. I was going all over the state of Michigan um, every day. And now I rarely get a call that involves crime, criminal activity and cannabis, very rarely. So I went from, you know, um, handfuls per week to three or four a year if we're talking about raids. And so I think you know, Prop 1's been a tremendous success. And uh, I'm really glad to see it, you know, working the way we envisioned in terms of, you know, stopping the, you know, uh, criminal penalties for almost all cannabis um, activity. So uh, it's really good. Now, what we've been able to do is because I was, uh, got, I've worked with a lot of people over the years and a lot of those people got to know me as a criminal defense attorney, trusted the work I did and started asking questions about licensing years ago. And we've slowly, you know, kind of transitioned to mostly doing licensing work for businesses now. No, it's been been fun to watch. Uh, like I said, I uh, Josh graciously rented me an office space there about three, three and a half years ago. And before I started Redemption and, uh, um, you know, even uh, right before Prop 1. So uh, thank you. And uh, thanks for all the work you've been doing for us with Glenn and the foundation, Josh. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good holiday. You too, man. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. So up next, uh, he's not able to make the show tonight, but a long time, um, you know, cannabis activist, uh, been around forever, um, was heavily involved in, you know, getting uh, an all the Detroit work that's been done in the 2008 law and... Um, a lot of other organizations, Cannabis Patients United, um, Moderator of Safe Mesh, Tim Beck. And Tim Beck, um, gr uh, graciously, you know, he's out of the game. For those that don't know him, he's, he's uh, been around and uh, uh, did, did the Detroit initiative to get legalization there and really pushed for legalization and worked with, worked with MPP. And then um, and I met Tim in 2010, early on with Cannabis Patients United. And he's always uh, um, you know, dedicated his life to uh, cannabis reform and has had a lot of success. So um, I really just wanna you know, thank Tim. Thank you, Tim, for donating. Uh, you're still donating to the foundation and being involved, uh, even though you're uh, you know, really kind of done, as you said, done what you, you wanted to do. So um, anyone else wanna give a shout out to Tim? Shout out to the Godfather. <laughs> hey, uh, Ryan, we've talked about it on the show when, when Tim was on before. Um, when I first got back here uh, from Colorado and started doing legislative stuff, um, I remember going to a Senate judiciary hearing and Tim was sitting in the front row. And as I walked by, he stood up and he said, hey, Kevin, it's nice to meet you. I'm Tim Beck. And I thought to myself, how the hell does this guy know who I am? You know what I mean? Tim is on top of his game. The guy knows everybody. Um, and I was super impressed by that. Um, for him to have known who I was when I was new on the scene, uh, I, I had a ton of respect for him right off the get. Uh, what a great guy, and he's been uh, quite an influence on the, on the marijuana industry here in Michigan, and uh, really appreciate all his efforts. You can't, you can't talk about him and not give, you know, of his many successes, he does maintain the, uh, 
moderator of the uh, you know safe mish which has been a uh, source of debate discussion and uh, banning of certain individuals just just uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but uh it is a good thing and it, you know it, yeah you know and it, it has you know even despite facebook and all these other things that draw you away it does still a source where people go and get information so there's got to be a lot of credit there and he's been able to manage that well and keep good dialogue going i guess I, you know but there should get be a lot of credit there for him as well yeah with, without a doubt and uh you know, like once again, uh, thanks, Tim. And hey, we got we got a little bit of some some time here. Um, Michael, um, you just disappeared. Okay, right, back. Yeah, hey, we got <laughs> we got three minutes. Uh, well, we got two minutes, real quick. Um, uh, tell us. Uh, I know you can't do it, but give us a little background on Viridis. Well, I wanted you know this. I don't know if people heard about this. I don't know if this is a lot discussed, <laughs> but I'm just going to throw it out there for entertainment purposes. The uh, ruling of the judge basically split the baby. There's two labs, both had recalls. The judge said, I'm enjoining this recall and that marijuana can come to market. The other one, the recall remained. Between the date of the complaint where the recall happened, which let's just say it was December the 1st, and the order ruling was on December the 13th or 14th, between the day that the recall began and the day of the ruling, there was all this retesting that was taking place. And of the retesting, 40% of it failed. And the question is, the order ruling of the court says that lab, it all can all go out there. But there's this knowledge that exists that the 40% of the material is didn't pass. Does anyone know what's going to happen? Do you, do you understand what do you understand what's going on? So it's you know the ruling is that all that stuff from there is not enjoined it can come out, but they've already retested it, forty percent of it failing. So that entirety by court order is to be released, but there's knowledge that not all of it passed. I'm just saying, what do you think will happen? Anyone have any opinions, Rick, Jamie? Hopefully, the retailers will not put it back on the shelves, even if they aren't going to get reimbursed or can't get any credit for it or, or whatever. I would not like to think that that's still going to make it back to market. The court of claims required the MRA to create a workaround to their own MRA trap system, which would normally prevent them from doing exactly what the court ordered them to do. And the fact the court ordered the MRA to do it, so they had no choice, but no court has ordered any retailer to sell this. So it's always an option available to that particular retailer and also to the, the processors that may have that prior to transferring out to a retail situation. I know for some of them, it, it may be as much as $30 million. We're not really sure how large that particular portion would be, but for some of them, it might be a tough decision. But I think if you want to maintain a long-term relationship with your client base, with your customers, you don't do them dirty like that. Uh, no, I agree, sure. but I don't, I don't know that when it gets to the shelves, it's going to be representatives that and i think that the dilemma here of this potentially happening you know and being a nuance in the way the court ruled and, and the knowledge that they have is an interesting dynamic it is, but, hey, we, uh, gotta, we gotta jump in right. for kevin here michael we hit the timeline sure. right. um <laughs> but thank you i know we're gonna have to have you back on the podcast kevin a very own pibus true cannabis kevin uh um we met back in the day um he i knew of uh can you know can of sewer opening when i was when i got out of prison and i heard they grew good pot and 
Um, Kevin reached out to me eventually, uh, went to an Illinois N- NCIA event, met Mark Passerini and told him about the social media work I was doing. And, uh, um, you know, you trusted me then. And then when I, you know, started, decided to do Red- Redemption, you, uh, you know, you, you, said, you said yes without hesitation. So thank you and uh, tell everyone about yourself and uh, True Cannabis. Yeah, Ryan, you know, it was great meeting you when you uh, when you first got out of prison and hearing your story was was just out of this world. And, um, you know, we often joke that, uh, you know, they gave you the best street cred in the world by putting you in prison for weed, you know, and uh, and now look where you're at, you know. So thank you guys for for doing that, too. Um, as as much as I know that that's been a, a negative thing in your life, but it's also been a, quite a positive, too. So, um, you know, um, as far as my company, True Cannabis, um, my, my company is a, a small batch craft cannabis company in Lansing, Michigan. Um, you know, one of our slogans that we talk about all the time is that, uh, that we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. So um, instead of sitting here talking about my company for the next three minutes, I want to talk about some of the people that we lost along the way. And, 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 and uh, I want to talk about three people real quick. And the first one is my good friend, Mark Dorsey, who passed away from throat cancer about 10 years ago. And Mark was the first person to introduce me to, to Kineweed. He was, he was a, a, an outdoor grower, a gorilla grower. Uh, he came from the day when uh, you really had to do things undercover. You couldn't just go to a grow store and all that. And, and, and Mark was a, was a true ninja, man. I had never seen a guy get back and run as fast as you can in a tree and run literally 12 feet up a tree and grab a branch and just hang there and then laugh at me while I tried to do it stone for the next 15 minutes, you know? Uh, but Mark was a, was a great guy. Um, we created Granny G's, the gummy company that we, we did uh, back in the day, the day uh, through the Caregiver Network uh, to pay tribute to him. And uh, so I, I want to thank Mark, even though he's not here, for, for all he did for me over the years. Um, the second person I want to talk about real quick is Greg Quiet from True Hemp. Uh, Greg passed away uh, a couple of years ago from pancreatic cancer. Uh, Greg was, was such a pioneer in this industry, creating uh, lotions before uh, anybody knew what lotions really were, uh, transdermal um, you know, absorption of, of these products to try to alleviate uh, arthritis and, and all ju- just different kinds of ailments. And, and Greg treated me like a son from day one. Uh, he was always there to support me. He would call me on a regular basis as we were going through licensing and, and encourage me to keep moving forward and keep my head up. And I really miss him dearly. Uh, one of my greatest friends uh, in the world. And then the, the, the last person I want to talk about real quick is, is my father. Uh, my dad passed away in 2014, and, and that's what brought me back to Michigan. Um, people say that things happen for a reason. Um, you know, it's a really shitty reason, but, um, you know, I, I made it back to Michigan and it gave me my, uh, my kickoff to, to kind of doing things here in Michigan. And the ironic thing is, is that, uh, that uh, my dad managed a McDonald Ford truck in Lansing at the corner of uh, Jolly and Cedar for, uh, for about 15 years. And now my facility is literally about a mile from that place. And uh, I get to make that same drive. And I often think about the things that went through his head while he was making that commute and the things that go through my head. And, you know, we're thinking about the same stuff at all. And, and, um, and, and, you know, when my dad, when I first started, you know, with marijuana and, and getting in trouble and stuff like that, my dad was all against it. Um, but then as, as I grew into an adult and he saw how responsible I was about things, he was, uh, he was just, he always had my back. And, and so I miss him dearly as well. And uh, I just wanted to use my time to talk about those guys. Thank you for sharing, Kevin. Yeah. That's heartwarming. That's, uh, that's awesome, Kevin. You know, thank you for uh, thank you for being back in Michigan. It's been it's been great. 
Yeah, I appreciate all your guys, uh, your guys' support too. You guys have always been been there for me and, and been like my family. So uh, I really want to thank you guys. I really, I, I love being a part of the Redemption Foundation, uh, the Smoke and Row podcast, and all the stuff that we do to to, to to right the wrongs of the past and try to make a better world for uh, for people moving forward. So I'm honored to be a part of it. Right on. Thank you. Man. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Love you, Kevin. Awesome. Yep. Thanks, Kevin. Um, Next, we have Rob Robar from the Helping Friendly Hemp Company, and uh, it took me a while to, for me and Rob to meet. We met at the Canna Jam, yeah, yeah, VIP tent. You know, <laughs> um, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Canna Jam, of course, too. Again, Michael and, sure. and Tom, um, and then, uh, but you know, I, I saw you were doing a lot with local roots and sponsoring the the concerts up there that I went up to attended, and uh, yeah. doing a lot of cool stuff with the. Uh, with, uh, with veterans as well. So why don't uh, I let you uh, introduce yourself, tell us about your company and some of the stuff you're doing. Yeah, um, my name is Rob Robar. I'm from the Helping Friendly Hemp Company. We started in uh, 2017. Um, that's when we, you know, licensed or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> kind of moved in that space and kind of, you know, started off as a topical company because that was really where my passion is and where my main issues have always been is kind of based around my own peripheral neuropathy and things like that. Um, so yeah, I started the company basically making topicals and just kind of hustling it out there within the, you know, the caregiver type scene. And then as we started to get more, you know, availability with uh, dispensaries and things like that, started moving the brand a little bit more on that. Um, but then we've built up now to being in, you know, a good portion of operating dispensaries currently and about 1500 stores nationwide. So. It's been a it's been a hard growth, but you know, like everybody, we've been kind of going doing different things. And part of the thing for me, really, in all of it, is being involved with something like this, being involved with you know, probably in the future more with Redemption as far as what you guys are doing is you know, expungement things and things like that. You know, but for me, it's always been based around giving back, and um, it's why I started doing it. Really, is to help people. And I think that's why we all kind of started doing what we've done is to give back and kind of help people out. Um, you mentioned the veterans and things like that. We um, have here, maybe hard to see on the screen here, but um, the Hero Pack, it's a uh, gummy pack that we signed on for and donate 10% of all the proceeds going back to the Hero Project, which is, you know, another nonprofit within Michigan dealing with cannabis and dealing with veterans. You know, so just another cause there. Um, so a lot of what I do with what I'm trying to do as I grow the company is try to give back to others. I mean, you know, lots of different projects. That's, that's great, Rob. And it's not easy doing what you're doing. There's a lot of people trying to, you know, uh, be in the CBD space and I got to get into you. Uh, I didn't know, know yet, but uh, you, you just popped up all over the place. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I reckon I, it's, been, it's been fun to watch. It's, uh, you know, you've Thank got you. A, you got a skill for it. So Thank um, you. That's incredible. How did you guys, uh, how'd you meet uh, the Liskies over there? And tell us what you did with uh, Lanesburg. Oh, well, one day they just kind of approached me and just said, uh, hey, you know, uh, you know, hey, we're looking for sponsors and they were asked to do one show and i said well how much is it to do the whole month you know honestly because it really wasn't very much money if you really think it all out and i love music i'm a concert person you know i'm a fish head the brand's kind of based in the lore of the band fish um there's that whole culture that i have about that and giving back 
Um, so it was just kind of like, you know, it just kind of fit. And I love, like I said, they're great people. Local Roots is like absolutely my favorite, my favorite place in all of Michigan, honestly. No, I, I, uh, I love it. Uh, it's, uh, it's great what we, what, how that's affected the law. What is, uh, tell us a little more about the Hero Project and, uh, you know, we got about, uh, about 40 seconds, but, uh, tell okay, us yeah. about that and, and what kind of work they're doing. Yeah. Oh, the Hero Project, uh, basically again, uh, trying to raise awareness for one about the round of the things of veterans issues. Um, a lot of them in the cannabis space, we had hoped at some point that we could maybe work in some training programs and get some people involved in the industry who'd like to hire some various veterans. You know, in trying to work something like that eventually, that would be like a great dream of mine, actually, you know, to kind of get everybody working with the plant, touching it, being involved. And we've got a lot of really great players who have really been helping out with that, you know, Anton and things like that have uh, really helped push that whole veterans, you know, cause, you know, it's, it's been. Uh, no, it's, it's incredible. I've, uh, you know, it's something that uh, I'm, um, I'm going to be getting a lot more involved with Redemption's getting involved with it. We'll, we'll announce awesome. that later. We've been having to work work hard uh, to get through the MRA and some stuff, but we're, we're through it. So thank you, Rob. Thanks for awesome. donating to the foundation and thank you for being on and uh, keep up. Thanks for having work. us. All right. Next, Mike Stein from the Mike Stein Insurance <laughs> Agency. And he looks like he's got internet back in East Lansing. Uh, finally, that's that sucked. I was a part of that. No cable for me for about five days. But, uh, you know, Mike, uh, you know, I used to be an insurance agent for, for people that know that. It's commercial. So, um, you know, I didn't do that anymore. So I I, uh, I watched Mike work and he, he insures a lot of cannabis businesses. And uh, he's, a, he's a really thorough and good, good agent and, uh, and a good guy. So uh, thanks for being a, a friend and thanks for donating. Mike, tell us about... Uh, what you're doing with the cannabis uh well looks like my video feed is uh struggling a little bit maybe that internet isn't uh quite uh fixed all the way yet but uh yeah no um been working in the cannabis industry since uh 2018 and uh thought i would have seen a lot more change by now from uh the insurance companies coming into the market but uh it is pretty much the same players that we've been working with since uh the beginning it, it has not evolved the way i uh, kind of hoped and uh thought it would at this point but uh great companies uh, still involved and uh obviously the industry is continuing to evolve and change with new requirements from the mra coming out uh with the dispensary coverage for the miners and uh uh additional but um yeah, no, the, uh, appreciate you having me on and uh, glad to be a part of uh, the Redemption uh, uh, Telethon and uh, things I would probably uh, tell dispensary owners to do in, in light of the break-ins and uh, other things that we're seeing in uh, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, uh, I would probably start reviewing your security plan and where you have your uh, cannabis locked up and uh, review those programs because a lot of the insurance companies have very strict rules on how and where that needs to be secured. And if you're not doing exactly what you've told them you are, they're not jumping to pay claims. So I would probably review that. There's lots of great security personnel out there that can do that, but uh, that is definitely gonna be a problem in the future. And uh, 
I would I would recommend everybody before it happens and they're forced to deal with it, I would probably review those plans and make sure that they're airtight. Hey, Mike, I have a question real quick for you. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> um, how was it for you, with you because you're insurance? So how was it for you telling your friends and family and your coworkers that, hey, I'm getting into the cannabis industry and who's with me? Yeah, um, I haven't ever been one for very many rules. So uh, it was in my nature to kind of do something that uh, was not maybe traditional. Um, uh, to be honest, and I, when I was on uh, uh, Ryan's podcast earlier, I told the story um, that uh, my wife and, and Russ Chambers really are the ones that kind of pushed me into this industry by just saying, hey, look, this is going to be the next big thing and go for it. And uh, when I started telling my parents who kind of grew up in the in the 60s and they, they were a little uh, sheepish about, you know, what am I getting into? What am I doing? And, and then I just kind of explained, you know, all the things that I've, I've learned and, and uh, known to be true about the industry and how amazing the people are and, and a lot of the misinformation that's been out there for so long. And uh, couldn't have been happier to get involved in this industry. It's been pretty amazing um, to see people start little businesses and turn them into huge successes. It's uh, to play a little role in uh, those uh, successes has been pretty humbling to see uh, so many successes and, and uh, how, 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 how well people are doing because of this industry. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mike. And uh, it's uh, always seeing there's so many ancillary businesses, like you're saying, that get overlooked. And, uh, you know, you're a shining example of that. So thanks again. And thanks for the continued support. You got it, buddy. All right. Up next, uh, and just upstairs, right above me, uh, just, James, uh, oh, you're on mute, James. Uh, James McGilly uh, with Covert Law and uh, you know James and, and I well we met uh, about three three and a half years ago when I started renting renting an office in uh, in his building and now we uh, we share a building together and uh, had a big uh, a big uh, I guess ribbon cutting and, and it's been a blast uh, to get to know you James thanks for all your support and uh, you know tell everyone uh, what you're doing and uh, what you got going on Hey, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, long time no see. Uh, thank you very much for having me aboard. Um, I'm sitting not quite directly above Ryan, so I'll try not to stamp on his ceiling too much. Um, but no, I've known Ryan for about three or four years since joining Covert Law Firm. Um, he's a gentleman, a scholar, very proud to see him continue his journey of redemption. I mean, it's a very fitting brand. Um, he's the man for the job, and I've always said to anyone, my money's on base. So um, a huge believer in uh, the purpose and the thrust of the foundation is making a massive difference, a direct impact into the lives of people that have been unfairly treated um, by the unequal uh, laws that we have still to this day. Um, but happy to see that it's progressing and evolving to the point where people who were uh, delegitimized and put behind bars are now able to spread their wings and fly and make a meaningful difference in uh, all sorts of arenas. So uh, happy to see you doing well base. I'm sure it will continue for many years to come. 
Um, quick shout out to Mike Stein, best radio voice in the insurance industry. Uh, Mike helped us navigate a few twists and turns uh, when we were insuring this building, oh, yeah. uh, moving in and uh, helping us get rid of some of the knob and tube issues upstairs. Uh, so Mike, a uh, big fan of Mike and definitely send business his way when we can. Um, but yeah, happy to support the Redemption Foundation. I know that they're going to be doing important work long into the future and helping in direct and, and meaningful ways wherever they can. Um, and it doesn't hurt that Ryan's products are amongst the best in the state and are priced to move, uh, very considerate of people's budgets and, uh, and making the product available in as many retail stores as you can. Um, so certainly uh, glad to get the opportunity to work with him and alongside him and, and help his causes. Well, thank you, James. That's, that's, and I, it's been fun watching, uh, watching you progress. And, uh, so people don't know, uh, James does a lot of licensing and cannabis business and also is a trademark attorney, uh, before that expert. So James, we got about two minutes left. Uh, give us a, give us a little bit of a, a background on trademarking and how that works with cannabis. Um, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Michigan allows for trademark registration and protection, both of uh, logos and words and so on, um, but also of uh, service marks. So we have one as Michigan Cannabis Lawyers. Um, and uh, the Michigan perspective is a little different at the federal level. Um, so it's easier to get some people licensed, uh, trademark licensed for hemp products. Um, but cannabis is still uh, federally uh, Schedule One controlled substance, so the, the U.S. trademark situation doesn't protect cannabis products. However, Michigan is a bit more uh, sympathetic and uh, it's a bit more robust, so you can definitely trademark um, on the adult use and also the uh, medical side and double your protection there. And it helps. It's been helping some small businesses who want to get involved in um, licensing agreements with either licensed processors or licensed growers, where they can brand, you know, their their product in. Uh, their own in, in that company's uh, expressive trade um, and uh, broaden its reach and broaden its penetration to the market and possibly get into other markets out of state. So that's been much more possible on the hemp seed and clone side of things. So uh, if anyone out there is interested in uh, getting some more information about becoming a hemp shipper and possibly shipping hemp seeds and having the protection of uh, the U.S. Uh, Patent and Trademark Office and also the blessing of the U.S. Uh, Postal Service. Um, they now offer quite a helpful program where you can reduce and hopefully eliminate um, any interruptions in packages that get sent through the U.S. mail as long as they contain hemp products. So if anyone needs any more information about that, definitely go to micannabislawyer.com or hit us up at 517-512-8364. And thank you for this opportunity, Ryan. I hope you have a tremendously successful remainder of the evening and uh, thank you for the opportunity to participate. You got it, James. Thank you for uh, donating. And also, thanks, you know, for my pleasure. Life, Thank you, life, Tiffany. And so some people say, uh, you know, how do you get uh, successful? So one of the good things, if you're in cannabis or cannabis brand, share a building with cannabis lawyers. You can get a lot done quickly. <laughs> so thanks again, James. My pleasure. Thanks, Base. Right. Up next, we got a big announcement. Brand new podcast on the scene with uh, two, two guys that... Uh, I met around legalization and uh, now we're owning licenses and uh, Chris is uh, doing great work with redemption. So without further ado, Chris Silva and Kyle Miller. What's up, y'all? How's it going, guys? What's up, guys? Good to see you. Cool. Well, um, yep. Like Ryan alluded to, we were uh, going to be launching a new podcast that Ryan or 
not Ryan and I, Kyle and I will be uh, will be co-hosting together. I'm hoping to start uh, maybe maybe January. You know, keep in mind we're still a bunch of stoners here. Um, we're thinking January start, and uh, the name of the show will be Chad Watch, um, which I think everyone kind of knows what a Chad is. Um, and if not, if that would be like a someone someone in our industry who's you know usually like the rich uncle or something you know um and uh and on a very serious note though i think it gives us an opportunity to educate a lot of consumers and maybe people newer to cannabis about um what the corporatization of this industry really means and i think a lot of people you know they don't have the the years of context of doing the political stuff and all the other back-end stuff that i think a lot of the people on this podcast are into and so they might not know that some of the people they're doing business with are for the lack of a better term you know scumbags you know trying to work against like a lot of the foundations that has built this industry to allow us to all have this opportunity to 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 thrive and you don't need to be like that to to be successful in this industry you know so that's a that's kind of in a nutshell what the the show will be about is it'll, it'll look at different aspects of the industry and how how the just rampant corporatization and just that the profit motive is just uh you know damaging kind of the soul of our industry and kind of like just just shining a light on it super exciting uh thanks chris uh i've known about it for a little bit it's a great idea it needs to be done and there's another uh another podcast hopefully you will uh be hosting uh the the next telethon with us but uh I'm I'm excited about it, and uh, what are you what, what are you gonna talk about as far as like uh, you know? Do you have any ideas for for guests and uh, any, any you know in any special ways to hide some people's identity? What's going on? Uh, it's definitely one of the things we've talked about is maybe like doing like the old school like you know Dateline like obscure their obscure their faces and and, yeah. uh, and voices kind of give them some anonymity. Um, that's that's one thing and then just just trying to get people like that you would try to get on the the podcast you know like knowledgeable people that have uh, a good insight and then our our job at the show would be to to pick a topic or, or highlight a certain practice or something that we think is important that a lot of the end consumers might not ever be able to just uh gleam them gleam the information themselves for yeah exactly what chris was saying sorry i lost internet connection for a second there but yeah we just want to kind of bring light to areas of the industry that the end consumer might not be aware of um and just bring light to every detail of the industry um just everyday things that most people don't see unless you're really in the industry and really study what's going on and, and surround yourself with this kind of stuff um you know, for the end consumer, there's a lot that are, that they're missing. So we want to tie the, the loops together for them. Uh, it's going to be sweet. You know, there's things out there that we talk about and, you know, it's Chad stuff to do. Like, you know, say like Loom suing every municipality and everybody that doesn't give them a license. I think that'd be a good topic. You know, like all this crazy, uh, you know, Chad and, uh, and Brad stuff. And don't get us, don't get me wrong. I don't know your guys' opinion. But there's some great, there's some great Chads and Brad. There's some benevolent Chads. Yeah. There's benevolent Chads. We'll, we'll talk about that on the show. Awesome, awesome. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be uh, entertaining. We're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get Kyle, uh, Kyle better internet on it as well. So, <laughs> totally looking forward to that. 
Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. And in uh, another another uh, podcast to the to the Michigan family, we keep growing. This is something uh, I don't think you'll see in other states. We got uh, we got a real cool culture here uh, with a lot of history. So um, we'll uh, we'll be watching nationwide too. So thank you, Chris, and thank you, Kyle, and thanks for announcing it on the uh, the telethon. Thanks very much, and thanks for the good work everybody's doing. All right, you're welcome. Thanks, guys. And next, uh, up next, we're going to have Rick Thompson talk about our good friends over at Lake Effect. And, you know, they've, they've been around forever and have done a lot of the work. And, uh, you know, Rick, take it away. But uh, thank you, Lake Effect and, you know, Jevin and Justin and everybody over there. Yep. Thank you very much for your donation today. And today is the sixth anniversary of the founding of the Lake Effect Dispensary in Western Michigan. At this uh, December 15th, 2021. Now let's go back six years. That'd be December, 2015. Remember High Times was doing cannabis cups here in Michigan. And that encouraged a lot of people who were successful caregivers to elevate their game, to actually set up retail establishments and actually compete in these cups on an even level. And in Flint, where we had a lot of these cannabis cups, you would still hear one name over and over winning cups, placing things in edibles and in concentrates, and that's Lake Effect. And even when High Times was doing cannabis cups twice a year, the Lake Effect guys were so good, they actually elevated from contestant to judge of High Times cannabis cups. And I'm pretty sure that they hold the World Cup uh, for offering the best concentrate in the world. So when you talk about people like that that have had success prior to the regulated market. How does that translate into being good in the game now? It means that they curate the cannabis at Lake Effect much better than people that came from the fashion industry or from the home decorating industry or from the automobile industry who might be, you know, people in charge of management making decisions at this point. So when you, you talk about Lake Effect, that's one of those places that really carries history and the individuals involved as well as the name brand itself, really elevate Lake Effect. I mean, in the Western Michigan market, let's not forget, has not been an easy one or a fair one for many of the distribution centers. We can all think about different companies that had some success on the West side and then were not able to compete or were taken down by local law enforcement. Lake Effect was one of those rare companies that transitioned from the unregulated marketplace successfully to the regulated marketplace. And there were really not that many that were able to do so. So that helped to set an example, not just in the community itself, but also for caregivers advancing themselves throughout the system to make it legit on that side. So when you talk about Lake Effect, it really is a company that I'm, I'm proud to say that I've known for a long time. The other thing is, that's also a company that's traditionally supported charities here in the state of Michigan. On the west side, uh, they're much more active than we might see from those of us of a southeast Michigan or a Lansing perspective. But let me tell you, Lake Effect is one of those places where if you needed something, you could knock on a door and you're probably going to get a yes as long as what you're asking for was for a legitimate reason. Uh, I've, I've always believed in those folks. They've expanded to several different groups. They also have delivery at Lake Effect now, too. But you really have to respect folks that have been in the game that long and can come through with such a sterling reputation as Lake Effect has. Within that group, they, they created a uh, processing license, a black market, just to create a venue for caregivers to bring 
product to market when that was going on under the former emergency rules. Yep. Talk about people that understand what caregivers go through because they walk that walk and talk that talk. That's exactly correct. So when you see places like that, it just makes me more more enthused to be able to support them. I'm awfully glad to be able to have an opportunity today to talk a little bit about Lake Effect and, and the historical value that they've had. And again, just to thank them for their donation to these Redemption Foundation charities today. Yeah, I really, uh, you know, I, I find out really through our, obviously through Josie and and they don't make, Lake Effect doesn't make a big deal about uh, what they do and, and the donations, but then I just hear about the, the different things that they've done over the years and Justin's done and Jevin and the whole, you know, personally or even with with the business. So, man, they've, it's, they've really carried the torch on the west side of the state. Uh, they're board members of the MICIA. Um, you know, they're great, great stewards for the industry. So that's awesome that they, uh, that they, um, um, donated and, and Rick, that was great. And, you know, it's another store that, uh, you know, Redemption is really proud to be in, uh, based on their history and their roots. So, um, bravo. The next, next one will, uh, hopefully get Jevin, uh, or Justin on as well. So <laughs> with, uh, with that, I wanted to, uh, welcome another special guest, uh, uh, we've got Paul Talinda. Uh, Paul, um, thanks for thanks for coming on. So for those that know don't know Paul, uh, for us that have been around, uh, shoot, I met Paul and other Cannabis Patients United right around the time I, I met Michael Camorn and, and Paul's handled some of the biggest east side of the state and some you know whole state cases that have gone on and um you know it's it's it's, uh, it's great that you're on but then also thank you for all the the work you're doing for for glenn and the great lakes expungement network we needed uh we needed help and uh you've been uh, extremely generous with your time and uh your payment schedule so thank you paul why don't you uh it, it, it's tell been us a pleasure. about it's been yourself yeah tell us about yourself your history with in michigan cannabis and we can go down memory lane a little bit, so. <laughs> I don't know. I think I kind of got into cannabis accidentally. I was pursuing some interest in property, and I, I had a client that had a cannabis thing going on, and I was, you know, had, certainly had the personal interest in the history and uh, never really thought that it would turn into what it had become. And just little by little, it, 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 it flowered, to say. And it's been a... You know, like the rest of us, it's been a hell of a ride from one perspective or another. We've seen, you know, lots of ups, lots of downs. We've been through a lot and, you know, we're at the, we're all at a good point right now in this state, you know, whether you're young or old, you know, uh, new or you've been around to, to the industry or to just to the, uh, the activities and the activism, uh, it's been, it's been a long road and, you know, I've had a lot of good celebrations and the victories that we've had in the medical program, the great victories we've had at the state with the recreational program, and even the advancements we've made in access, the advancement we've made in just the ease and the acceptability and the just the, the universality of cannabis now in Michigan. And, and I've, there's been a lot of great moments. And I'm reminded, you know, especially through uh, you know, the great work of, that Redemption does and even through one of my absolute favorite groups now is Sons and Daughters United. Uh, they do, it, it's, it is truly, truly the Lord's work. It's amazing work that, that 
uh, it, it just Josie has it's the wonderful idea that a lot of people need. But there's a lot of reminders that we're lucky, that we're the fortunate ones now. We're the ones that, you know, our time is now in the sun and even neighboring states are not as lucky as we are. I had a, an unfortunate encounter with the U.S. Marshals in the past couple of weeks that was a stark reminder that people still treat cannabis like a big deal, like a felony offense, like a capital offense, like a big, like big enough to arrest you and bring it down somewhere else. And that's part of the progress that we still have to make. And that's part of the endeavor that we still have to strive for on, on our end here. You know, and that's again, you know, cannabis prisoners don't just exist near us. They exist all over and in places where, again, they weren't different from us a few years ago. And, and that's, again, I, I, I applaud redemption and, and I, you know, thinking about it through the day and about the telethon and, and about the endeavor and the organization of what you've done, Ryan, through it, it really, you know, you, you can't find someone to say a bad thing about it, right? Everything that you've done in this industry and with your, with your gifts now, with the, the, the focus that you have on it, um, it's, it's the purest and, and one of the best things. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud just to know you. I'm proud to be able to, you know, call you a friend and, and have your number in my phone and be able to twist your ear because, you know, I, I, I acknowledge your greatness and I recognize, you know, the road that you've been down. And I've known you that, you know, for a long time through that. And I, I recognize that you have absolutely, absolutely turned the road that you've been down into an absolute path of gold. And, and I commend that, admire that because not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do that in a situation that you face and the things that you've been through and the, and the way that you've turned that around, not to benefit yourself, but to benefit others and then lifting others up, you know, you have made yourself, you know, that much greater in, in all of our eyes. And we're all here acknowledging that. I don't think anybody on the screen or watching here is going to disagree with any of that. And that to me is it, it's, it's rare. You can't say that about people, Ryan, and I, and I commend you and I, and I congratulate you and, 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 and I, I love the path and I love the facts and I love what, what's going on and I, and, I, and I wish all the best and I wish, wish for great change for those that struggle, you know, in the coming year. And, and I just, I'm, I'm honored. It is, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled to be a part of it all. And, and I thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Um, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, your support and um, your friendship over the years and just thinking back about uh, the different cases and people you've represented, my friends, and uh, uh, all, all the, the people that have been through it. And, you know, especially whether at Macomb County or Oakland County, uh, all our friends. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's great. Uh, you know, you always struck me as... You know, you're an attorney, pretty uh, successful doing things besides cannabis, and you always did it for the right reason. And, you know, you said people aren't saying anything bad about me. I don't hear anyone say anything bad about Paul Talinda, and that's not easy for a lawyer to do, uh, and especially in Michigan cannabis. <laughs> I'm cannabis for sure. I yeah. appreciate that. It's humbling. It really is. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks again, Paul, and thanks for really... Thank uh, you. Thanks for doing it for us for Glenn, and, uh, you know, we're going to... We're going to do Great a lot project. more.
it's a great project. Glenn is definitely one of the better, better things going on in Michigan right now. And the proof of the success of the expungement program is the fact that the state is overwhelmed by applications. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's about time. It's about time. Thanks, Paul. Great. Next, um, she's not able to be on. Um, I, uh, I had a, the pleasure of meeting uh, Nashanava Harvey Quinn um, a while back and uh, became involved with her with the Michigan uh, Cannabis Freedom Coalition. And, uh, you know, she, she runs the Clean Smoke Initiative out of Detroit and it also runs Force Detroit and uh, um, just doing incredible work. And, uh, you know, I wanted to acknowledge uh, Nashanava and, and the work she's doing for us. And Marshall is gonna be on next can, and can kinda uh, touch on that, but um, you know, the, the clemency work and, and one of the big things that we founded, uh, the Michigan Cannabis Freedom Coalition, it was really, um, this leads into our next guest, Marshall, uh, is, uh, was uh, Redemption Foundation. It was the, the cannabis, as Michigan, uh, the cannabis oh, caucus, uh, you see me? The, cannabis, the cannabis caucus of Michigan. And then uh, also it was Last Prisoner was Project and we got a lot of other, lot of we can hear you, Michael. There you go. Thank you. So it's also the last uh, prisoner project, and uh, the goal is to get people out of prison and that are in Michigan that are in there for marijuana. Like you know, we got the list from the Attorney General Nessel. It was over 1,200 people after we fought and fought, and uh, we we're only the second state to get a real list. So um, Nashanava's group is uh, you know is is the one doing doing that work for us, and then also with the clemency, and she's. Uh, She's, uh, you know, runs Force Detroit, and she's a force to be reckoned with. So thank you, Nashanava. Uh, unfortunately, it couldn't be uh, beyond, but uh, we'll talk to you soon. So um, next guest uh, leading into that um, is uh, Marshall. Marshall, I'm, uh, I'm afraid to, uh, I'm going to screw up your last name, so you're going to do it uh, for me. But I've I gotten to know Marshall with, uh, obviously, the Michigan uh, Freedom Coalition. He's uh, also with the... Uh, you know, the Michael Thompson uh, project, what's going on with that, and just uh, really is uh, an incredible worker uh, and, and does it for out of the, out of the good. So I'm glad, uh, glad you're involved in, in cannabis policy reform and in, in, in Mar Michigan, Marshall. Uh, it's, we're a lot better to have you. Hey, appreciate it, Ryan, and uh, Redemption team for having me here tonight. Uh, it's uh, first of all, it's always a, a privilege uh, being next to Force Detroit. They're doing revolutionary work in the city of Detroit. Ilya and Najanava Harvey Quinn, sisters, uh, running the show. They're doing it with Zoe Kennedy. Um, headed down there Friday to work on a transition plan for MCFC. So honored to be working in the space. They chair the reentry committee for the coalition. So um, you know they've, they're vital partners and they're doing great work in Detroit and beyond. So thank you to them. Uh, so my, my name is Marshall Clabeau. Uh, I'm a Lansing resident, medical marijuana patient, uh, love cannabis, organic grower. Um, I would love to grow, you know, big scale, but, you know, things uh, happen one way or another. And uh, but now we're working to free cannabis prisoners with the Michigan Cannabis Freedom Coalition. And uh, like Ryan mentioned, you know, the work has grown over the last year and a half from uh, very informal meetings just between uh, a handful of us, um, not even a coalition at that point, working to free cannabis prisoners. And it's really grown to be uh, quite an impressive and uh, fun coalition. We meet every Monday 
um, at 6 p.m. Everyone's welcome. It's a very open format. Uh, Robert's Rules of Order. Um, it's uh, we got a long ways to go. You know, we've been able to free five people uh, with the resources of the cannabis community, um, doing the work, uh, paying for reentry, helping families. We just bought. We approved this week uh, Christmas presents for one of our families. Uh, Maurice Shoemate. Uh, he'll be hopefully free soon. Um, he had his parole hearing week and a half two weeks ago um there's more there's more work that needs to be done um you know we're at capacity where we need the more prisoners we talk to the more we can help get out uh, we have the list um so uh the work's there to do i'm really happy with the policy work of our coalition as well uh shout out to jamie lowell rockstar killing the space um <laughs> we've had real real consistent policy meetings and it seems like we're going to get a descheduled bill here the coalition has three um priorities uh, as a coalition first one is descheduling uh, we know that's the root of a lot of the injustice um, number two is expanding the expungement uh, so you know we've highlighted the great work of glenn that's amazing and you know josie killing it you know that was that was a fun 10 minutes that she was on you know she could talk for an hour and i'd be there but uh there, there's more work in the expungement space. There's a lot of cannabis crimes that aren't expungible, and every cannabis crime should be expungible. It should never have been a crime, and so it should be automatic. And so, you know, all these things are being fought for and still need to be fought for. And then the third priority is the prison food. Um, it's atrocious. You know, we have cannabis prisoners. We have 40,000 prisoners in general that are not being fed humanely. So that's got to change. Um, through the Michael Thompson Clemency Project, that's one of the things we're fighting for. So. For those that don't know Michael's story, I'm sure most do, but there's a lot that don't. And so he was the longest serving nonviolent offender in state of Michigan history, selling cannabis in the 90s. Got locked up for a 40 to 60 year sentence, basically a death sentence as a 50 year old man. Uh, he's free now and he's doing good work in prison reform space. So um, yeah, proud to be uh, you know at this event. I've been watching the whole thing and it's it's been a great you know two hours. It's It's really been a lot of fun, so. Thanks, Redemption, and Ryan, and everyone doing the work. Thank you, Marshall. Um, you know, what what brought you, uh, when did you decide to get involved with uh, the Cannabis uh, Caucus of Michigan? And, uh, you know, actually, you know, we got to give a shout out, of course, to Mike McCurdy as, as well here, uh, you know, uh, um, does great work and uh, uh, has really pushed things along. So uh, how did you, how'd you meet Mike and how'd you get involved with that? Oh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Mike and I's relationship goes back farther than the campus caucus, but you know, he's a legend. Definitely shout out to Mike. Appreciate his leadership in all the spaces that we operate in. Um, just doing a, another political thing with him at the same time as this. But uh, I got involved with cannabis. Uh, I was collecting signatures, you know, when we were trying to get on the ballot. Um, our house was a delegate hub, so people were dropping off their signatures. We were sending crews out canvassing. Uh, so that was that was kind of you know I've been in the cannabis industry as a worker you know delivery driver I can say that now I'm not doing it but uh, uh, a grower you know and I've uh, been in the space um, I love the plant that's a medicine to me um, and I was at the beginning of the cannabis caucus you know it was my friends and I that were there Dana Nestle's campaign we launched the cannabis caucus Jillian um, I think was the first chair you know Steve and Nikki Mati. You know, shout out to them. They're, uh, you know, held it down for the Canvas Caucus and took a little time away. I had to step away after Trump's election. I just, I got too burnt out. I had to step away from politics for uh, six months or so. And um, to a year, you know, I just got, just got killed. Um, 
got pneumonia and you know i walked like 500 miles for that shit and it was bullshit <laughs> but you know I, I don't know that's my political involvement man so you know working to, i met mike through doing co-op maintenance oh, man, mike. yeah no that's uh that's incredible uh and i know i feel like we're we're just getting started and uh thank you for the all the extra work to, to keep the freedom coalition going and uh you know, looking forward to doing uh, a lot more work with that and supporting it in, uh, in 2022. So thank you, Marshall. Uh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate work. that, Ryan. No doubt. Uh, appreciate your office space. That's been a good headspace for me. And yeah, the coalition's rocking. I think we're going to have a real successful 2022 as Whitmer. You know, it's a campaign year. She's got a lot of campaign promises that aren't fulfilled. There's cannabis prisoners today. You know, we, we know their names. We know their stories. And so she's got to free them. That's that's right. Thanks, Marshall. Up next, uh, my uh, my buddy Ingo Osland over at Novo, and uh, uh, Ingo, thanks for uh, thanks for squeezing this one in. And uh, actually met Ingo uh, back in the early years in 2010. Uh, we're at the the dispensary, and I know uh, Ingo is uh, is goes way back in the caregiver days, and is now uh, in charge of uh, the of uh, Novo, Michigan. So congrats, and uh, tell us about yourself. Oh, I just represent a team of people that are very humbled to have the opportunity to be in commercial cannabis and support a great foundation like Redemption. Well, thank you, Ingo. Uh, I really appreciate uh, just, uh, you know, uh, I've known about Noble for a while and, and watched uh, watched it grow and saw you get involved and have seen the changes and, uh, you know, excited to be doing a lot more uh, work with you. Just uh, tell us about uh, Noble, Michigan. So Nobo is a fully integrated company. We have a lovely cultivation facility in Benton Harbor, Michigan. We also have four dispensaries in Edwardsburg, Muskegon, Benton Harbor, and also Battle Creek. We price our flower appropriately based on the quality and the experience of the flower versus the market value. Uh, a lot of times there's a lot of price gouging and disassociation with value versus what provision centers can get. And the agreement that you and I have and, and Noble has is that uh, our passion for the flower goes beyond the greed that takes place necessarily. So then it's also just a privilege to support redemption uh, truly with uh, growing marijuana and selling it together and uh, taking the profits out of that and supporting the redemption foundations and our social equity programs. Uh, thank you. And uh, actually that is uh, one of the things uh, um, some of the guys here on the panel obviously have, and then uh, with uh, True and and with uh, Tom as well. But uh, I, you know, working with Redemption is uh, is uh, Noble's social equity <clears throat> plan, and I'm I'm proud of that, and uh, um, I want to continue to do that. So you can see, we've done a lot of work. Uh, you guys are headquartered in Benton Harbor, and uh, I think it's it's cool that you you guys are down there. Um, I know uh, you guys have had, had to earn the trust of the community, and I think you think you've done that. Tell us a little bit about what it's like being in Benton Harbor and what you're planning on doing for them. Well, it, it's 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 a wonderful opportunity because we can see the change right in front of our eyes with the Benton Harbor community, with more restaurants, more businesses taking place in the downtown area. Uh, next summer is going to be a totally different environment with more division centers coming online. We welcome the competition. An area of Southwest Michigan is need of uh, more dispensaries. Actually, kind of different with the rest of the state is feeling, but uh, it's a it's a really good atmosphere to be in. It provides jobs for the community. 
first and foremost point that we have is to provide jobs for local Ben Harbor residents. We've fulfilled that promise. Incentives of tax bases, and uh, it's very difficult in the commercial cannabis field to maintain and also for now and for the future. So it's just very important that we are part of the community and we do support the social equity program. So the city of Benton Harbor holds us to that and we're, we just feel humbled to provide that opportunity. That's great. Uh, I've uh, been talking with your team and um, um, Josie Scoggin, who's uh, a big part of all our foundations. She's from Benton Harbor and a big, big in the community and uh, loves the town and loves the city. So we're, uh, we're going to be doing something really cool in February uh, in Benton Harbor Novo. So um, be on the lookout for that. And it's all to benefit uh, the community. And it's also uh, going to be Black History Month. So I think it's, it's cool that uh, people from St. Joe now are driving into Benton Harbor to shop. Because they, uh, they, you know, that's not usually the case. Uh, that's, that's nice to get, to get that money in, in the community. Um, tell us a little bit, um, you know, you could have, uh, you didn't have to take the job that you did. I know that you were, you were living a pretty, pretty, uh, what I think a happy lifestyle and, uh, um, but there's, there's guys out there and women like you that have the skill set to, to grow that were our caregivers and, um, you know, some people decide to, to take that jump and others don't. What, uh, what made you decide to, to do it and, um, um, you know, what has it been like? I think that. You know, a lot of caregivers and cultivators have a passion inside themselves. If they don't compete with themselves, they're competing with others. So when you're on the commercial level like this, it's the ultimate form of competition that you can present your team's work, uh, not only in your stores, but also in other people's stores. And really it's just the experience that people have with your flowers, essentially your rapport and the reputation that you get. Uh, we're building a, a quality reputation for our flower and that's what we stand behind it's our foundation we don't try to weave off of that we continue to master our craft uh, just feel humbled to keep getting better at it to work with tissue culture labs to work with yourself and co-brand uh, to stay cutting edge um, stay away from pesticides um, all the different types of you know, like the gentleman that was on before talked about being organic. It's very difficult at the commercial level to stay as close to organic as you possibly can. It brings in tedious amounts of work and cleaning and all the different testing formats that's provided. Uh, very proud with working with Cambian, Analytica, and passing all of our tests, true tests, two THC tests, uh, microbial tests. Uh, we've never been involved in any type of my, you know, recalls or anything like that. It's just a wonderful thing that when you provide for patients on the caregiver level, you don't have to test your marijuana. So now to be able to test our flower and see the results and see our levels extremely high with Delta 8s, Delta 9, CBN, CBGs, THCA, uh, so many different variants that are so healthy for you and you get that full spectrum effect. We also carry CO2 full spectrum oils also, which give you a wonderful uh, edible quality with our gummies and they're just excellent. So if you're looking for that full spectrum, our flour and our edibles and our concentrates provide you with that. That's awesome, Ingo. Uh, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for coming on, and, and thanks for the donation, and look, looking forward to the new year with you. Thank you. God bless you. All right. All right. And uh, our final guest, surprise guest, uh, you know, the, the um, 
really the the biggest uh you know activist and name ever in michigan and marijuana we're really humbled and honored that that he's here and uh we've got uh we've got john sinclair so thank you for taking the time john my pleasure well thanks well um you know we got jamie is here with the redemption uh, hey john uh, jamie <laughs> uh, Jamie, you're uh, you're one of the the um, the board members of the John Sinclair Foundation. Why don't you uh, you take it away and uh, tell us what's going on and uh, ask John, you know, any questions? Yeah, well, we just uh, I mean, of note, we just recently celebrated the uh, uh, 50th anniversary of the John Sinclair Freedom Rally, where John Lennon and Stevie Wonder, other notables got 15,000 people to gather at Chrysler Arena to let the world know about this. And three days later, John Sinclair was uh, let out of prison. See that? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I am. All right. Keep going. And John, we're doing this telethon tonight. We'll raise a lot of money for uh, a lot yeah, of good scary. Yeah, do a lot of great work. I wanted to be here. I like this. You know, we talk about podcasts and things like that. John Sinclair has a, a an extremely long running program called Radio Free Amsterdam. John, tell people how many episodes you've got in the can of that show. Nine hundred forty-three. I remember telling him about uh, Jazz Cabbage probably about four or five years ago. He's like, "Yeah, good idea. I've been doing that for since like two thousand four. <laughs> right, before, yeah, when I started." Exactly. And of course, you, you've been an icon here for the cannabis industry, not just in the United States, but abroad, too. And that, that's really helped to push legalization efforts and medical marijuana efforts in other states because your story was just so tragic. Um, you know, when you reflect back on how things have been over the last 50 years, what's the most important thing to you? I mean, is it brotherhood, togetherness? What do you think? Of what now? The, the most important thing that's driven change over the last 50 years. Well, people wanted to change the law. Yeah. That was the it. Oh, was so uh, disgusting. It made enough sense to enough people. You demonstrated that. You had to change it. Yeah. yeah. For those who may not know, John Sinclair was given a sentence of 10 years for the possession of two cannabis joints. Passing two joints to an undercover cop. Exactly right. So uh, that's one of the reasons why it, it was so uh, famous worldwide and drew the attention of not just famous entertainers, but also big name attorneys that worked on your case on your behalf, John, right? Yeah. Justin C. Rabbits. Gonna have to be cockroach. You and Buck Davis Jr. <laughs> hey John, this is Kevin. This is Kevin Pibus over at True Cannabis. Um, you know, uh, it, it's a it's a pleasure to to meet a cannabis legend like yourself. Um, I remember it in Colorado. Uh, I'm a big uh, genetics guy, and I remember seeing the John Sinclair seeds out there. Um, and and then to, to finally hear about you here in Michigan, and and to know of you, uh, it, it's it's an honor to meet a legend like yourself. Um, in your years of uh, political fighting uh what is the biggest biggest change you've seen and uh and 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 how has it been seeing the progress uh in, in marijuana legislation in your lifetime 
Well, it's too slow. But other than that, it's fine. All this should have happened in the 70s. Right. Yeah. But now it's legal. So yeah, well, that's the thing that's happened. All, all your work back then is what sparked this uh, movement. And uh, I'm just really glad that in your lifetime you've been able to see this progress this far. Uh, and and, 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 I, and like I said, it's, it's just an honor having you on the show and getting a chance Thank to meet you. you. Well, I really appreciate what you all are doing. It's a great thing. Thank you. Well, they say Ryan Bassor is about the closest to me as anybody I've met in this movement. So he went to prison and he came out wanting to do something to change things. And he's made great strides. Right on. Good job, yeah. Thank you, John. Um, man, that means a lot. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon and uh, ride down with uh, Boogie Bob and uh, uh, hang out for a little bit. So, man, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and wanting to be on and hope you're recovering from from the, 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 the foot surgery. and uh, Foot surgery, yeah, it's killing me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up with final thoughts for everyone, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna close it. Uh, um, thank you, John. First off, let's start uh, reverse order. Ida Pearl Lee, uh, thanks for coming on. And any final thoughts? You know, it's the passion. It's the passion that everyone is expressing and wanting to give back and wanting to help others. And it's just it's so need to be a part of it um and i'm so honored and i just i love to see other people helping other people thank you ida and uh thanks for for being on and uh represent the mica and looking forward to the uh the winter uh gala tomorrow night that's uh it's gonna be great uh, to see everybody there and see you there as well yes sir. Um, thank you Tom, over at Relief. Hey, thanks for having me here, man. It's been a, a good time, as always, raising awareness and bringing people together for, for good things because cannabis can change things and change lives and can save the world, you know? And uh, if we believe it can, and we can do it. And, uh, you know, coming together and making stuff happen is, you know, what, what needs, is what we need to do, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Kevin. Uh, the, 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 the fundraiser today and then also the Redemption Foundation. Um, you know, we, we've talked about it a little bit uh, in the past, but, um, you know, what we're doing right now with the marijuana movement, uh, it's, a, it's a people movement. It's, it's stuff that's grassroots. Um, and I think we're laying the framework um, for the potential of change by the people, uh, you know, across the whole legal system. You know, um, right now, uh, nobody's ever done what we've done. And um, I think it's really cool that, that we're laying this groundwork to potentially uh, change some other things and, and right the wrongs of the past of other, other issues that we're having in this country. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great time. Ryan, I appreciate you uh, including me in all this stuff. And, and all of you guys, I appreciate you guys as, as, as my friend and, and, and my family. So thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, Jamie. Hey, yeah, and again, I appreciate being on with everybody uh, tonight, too. I also enjoyed uh, hearing more about a lot of the 
contributors to tonight's telethon that I haven't really met yet. I look forward to meeting some of those people and companies uh, as well. And again, um, everybody can rest assured that uh, this money is going to go to help a lot of people. And these organizations that it's benefiting have already demonstrated themselves for a while now. And it's it's uh, you know very profound. This these people who contributed should feel very good about uh, the outcome here. And uh, and also thanks a lot, Ryan and Redemption for for putting this all together. It was a great time hanging out tonight. Thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, uh, Rick. You know, part of the reasons why uh, uh, an event is successful is because it has a, a successful launch. I think we can look at this charity event and definitely consider it a successful launch. And in success on many different levels, not just the amount of money raised, but by far, obviously that's a big success. The number of people reached, I think that's also a big success too, but by relationships built. Once you know that there are people out there that are willing to, to step out of the norm, step out of the regular role and take on more of a charity function or give to something like this or believe in someone like Ryan Basar, uh, that just builds continued unity. And as I mentioned before, a lot of these people that were on tonight will be at the MICIA event tomorrow night, too. And I think if you are of a like mind, too, and you're watching this broadcast, and if you have any kind of a business at all, you should consider joining simply because uh, that's where the real people live, is that organization. So thank you. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, everybody. Um, also want to thank uh, you know Nate Darlin, Director of Marketing over Redemption. This was his idea. Um, and uh, I don't think it, it could have gone any better, uh, uh, whether it be uh, raising money, uh, you know, normally, and uh, no, that's something I've been, you know, something I've just done. And uh, this time, uh, Nate, uh, along with Josie and also Erica with Redemption, raised, raised a lot of the money and, uh, you know, gave great support. So couldn't be happier. Um, I think we're up to about 23,000. It's going to go to a great cause, you know, get the next one for those that missed out, you know, uh, we did run out of slots and, you know, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And, uh, thanks for, you know, that means a lot, all the support and, um, we are going to do one. Uh, the next one's going to be for 420. So we'll be back and, uh, we'll be planning it ahead. So, so get ready for it. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll step up our game. Um, so with that, Thank you, everybody. Uh, what a night. Appreciate it. Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.